Get ready for the Pinnacles, supported by Tab Touch. Five spectacular Saturdays at Ascot Racecourse. Expect epic entertainment, fabulous fashion and heart-racing action. It all starts with Lexus of Perth Champion Phillies Day, our 1950s-themed race day on Saturday, November 18. Come and feel the rush. Early bird tickets from $25. Visit perthracing.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambling Help on 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome to episode 170 of The One One, your Perth Racing Podcast. I'm BJ Ryan and joining me as always is a battered, a bruised, but not broken Perth Racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. Uh, g'day, BJ. Who said I wasn't broken? <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I'm not broken, then I'm uh, I'm uh, a bit like Kylie Craig's galloper in the Midwest, Peter. I'm uh, unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what. Didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Jesus great. Christ. Uh, uh, did you see me hobbling up the stairs, yeah. by the way, when I got here? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what happened? What happened? I just decided to walk the track because we're obviously at Ascot. Yeah. Just shifty bits of grass <laughs> out there, mate. So I am don't know. I'm a 50-50 proposition for railway day, pending if the crutches land in time. So I've just ordered them online. Oh, very good, Terry. Welcome to our sponsor, Perth Racing. <laughs> very good, Terry. <laughs> We have to introduce our friend and one of the all-time favourite guests here at the One One. The uh, it's Pistol Pete. Let's go, Pete. Hey, g'day, guys. I'm I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm surprised by the negativity. You know, we're back at Ascot. How good is this? We're up in the Chairman's Lounge. We got the nice view. Check out the view. Look I know. At that. They've, they've made some little changes. You know, the the stewards' hut is now purple and coloured and tab touch. <laughs> Loyal sponsor of WA Racing. Um, that stands out. You'll be able to see that from should, Google Maps. Yeah, should be Brad Bat, really. Though. Yeah, exactly. Like, Brad's be. up there. That's how high he needs to be to actually be able to see the is, track. Is Brad up there with his laptop? <laughs> oh, we're off to a flyer. Oh, um, going in there. Pete, Pete's, yeah. back. Pete's back. Pete's back. How yeah. good? Pete. How good? <laughs> you know what I'm going to ask you? How's, Any updates on Fran? Oh, look. <laughs> I had to bury Fran in the backyard, oh, which- if Do we have a sound for that, BJ? <laughs> like the Undertaker? <laughs> oh, we got the wah-wah. Oh, oh, yeah. I feel sad. Poor, poor Fran. You know that episode of The Simpsons where it's Ned Flanders all, I feel like you always- you all, <laughs> Like that? That was you me in the backyard. reference the Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, and you'll say that some There's a searchable look of Um Anyway, so I avoided the the trials of, of that after being arrested for the murder of Fran. And um, yeah, it's in the Netflix documentary. I'm good. <laughs> you know, Melbourne Spring, it's um, kind of tedious, I think, these days. I was saying to BJ just before, it really just seems to lack its usual luster these days. Why is that? Well, I, I think it's a combination of things. And I'll, I'll reference. Bren O'Brien's got a really good article which he wrote, and I think it was in June, on Asian, Asian Racing, Racing Report. Report. Yeah. Yeah. And he sort of referenced a few times that Victorian racing's gone from having handicappers that go through the grades. You can follow them from being a benchmark whatever horse to then all of a sudden winning a group one. They come back the next year and try their hand at weight for age. And you've got your three-year-olds becoming four-year-olds, going to five-year-olds, and you're keeping these horses go through the system. And now we've just got a whole bunch of random ex-European things that are like, not actually that good, a lot of them who come across, and now they've been bought up for 600,000 guineas. 
or whatever they use no, over there. It wasn't their horse gold trip currency. A yeah, two million dollar horse. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, look, the top end of them is very, very good. Real fairy tale story, isn't it? Yeah, it just um, yeah. it just doesn't make you actually appreciate like any sort of racing. So it actually feels really good to get back here and you see all these horses that are going back. They've been three year olds last year racing in the Guineas. Now they're competing in a railway. That's far more exciting for me. Well, the pattern's mm. established here. Yeah, uh, it's a bit. It's chopped and changed over there, which we witnessed last Saturday with the Thousand Guineas and Sir Rupert Clark on the Caulfield meeting post Flemington. I don't know, man. Like I've like grown up with the Melbourne Spring favorite time of year. Um, I don't know whether everyone really needs another big day after Flemington ends. It feels like that's just the the the. Just, it's it. That's yeah. when. It, that's when the carnival ends. It's like when you have a. Massive, it's okay for the carnival to end. You've had, a, massive, end you've had a massive night out. You've got your kebab at three thirty <laughs> yeah. in the morning, and you've decided to go back to someone's house for another beer, sitting on the couch. It's never enjoyable. <laughs> like, you just you just wish you got that Uber straight home. It's a dying fart of an organisation that has run out of ideas. Ooh, yeah, a dying fart. I reckon that's there'll be a couple I, of those. I, I must. I must say, I've actually really. Enjoyed the last couple of Melbourne and Caulfield Cups, particularly. Yeah. Um, BJ's back to all the winners. Clearly. No, no. I, 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 I like the fact that the Raiders are getting their asses kicked, and I know that imports are um, sticking around. But at least we got to see the um, the Caulfield Melbourne Cup winner race in. Brisbane in the winter mm. and then have a couple of runs leading into a, a Caulfield Cup. And Solcombe had been here for over over a year. Um, and I, I really tuned out over the years of these horses just rocking up for one, one race and disappearing and never to be seen again. I think it really robbed the Cups of something that was truly special. So I feel like it's getting back on track the last couple of years. I thought that this year's Caulfield Melbourne Cups were a very high standard. Yeah. So. Oh, look, the, the other one, you know, if we talk about – the, the Canadians, while we're at it, you talked about the Mexicans, we'll talk about the Canadians. Mm. Um, the Everest is just getting more and more a self-fulfilling prophecy, I think, every year. Uh, all the lead-up races are just barrier trials. No one actually cares if they win them or not because yep. you're already in the feature race, but you don't want to jeopardise your chance of winning the feature race. So it doesn't matter if we win or lose. So you just get all these meaningless races effectively acting like barrier trials for a race that everyone's too scared to try and win. You draw horribly in the Everest. Well, it's the case of, I oh, will just go back to last and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, great. So all these races are just getting paralyzed by the top end. And I don't know, for me, it just feels very anti-competitive. Yeah, 100%. We're not, well, I mean, Exhibit A, like Imperators didn't go to the Everest. Yeah. So the best sprinter in land didn't even go. Which is just fascinating to watch. And obviously, like, was that purely because they want to win at Royal Ascot next year? So they, the plan was, right, we have to race her down the straight to find out? Yeah. Uh, look, I don't know. I, it's probably not going to be as bad a, an issue here because a lot of our lead-up sprint races to the Quokka, there's no real, you know, prized feature race that we're looking at that's no. going to get disrupted here. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that probably works out okay and, you know, we'll see how the bluff knoll goes down there at Albany <laughs> this year. But I find the racing easier to follow and more invigorating in WA, even if we still somehow shoot ourselves in the foot every probably, what, quarter, half a year. It happens. <laughs> it happens, doesn't it? Um, just we- let me know when you guys are finished talking about Eastern States racing. I'm just reading Michael Heaton's preview. <laughs> <laughs> well written, actually. I've quite enjoyed Michael's preview. So... Of course, we, we can't- I genuinely haven't listened to a word you've been saying for the last five minutes. We can't duck the fact that uh, the uh, everything that happened at um, at this race course, Ascot race course, last Saturday. And um, 
And I guess the the issue that we face is the rail has gone out to the six metre position for this said day, which is um, around the affected area at the 500 metre mark there. And But it was always going to be at this position uh, for this particular meeting. The decision that was required to be made in the lead up to last week's meeting is do we put press, press on with the, the, start, the track as it was or do we move out last Saturday's meeting six metres like we are this week, which in turn then jeopardises your rail moves further into the carnival. So they, I guess, Perth uh, Racing, in conjunction with the stewards and the jockeys, uh, made the decision to, to press on. And then when it wasn't until, I think it was Rusty Dreams in race five, Chris Parnham reported his mare um, shied or balked at the affected patch. Red came down, jumped the patch. And then subsequent to the Colonel Reeve stakes, the, the rail was moved again by Perth Racing staff in conjunction and following instructions with the stewards and the jockeys before it was signed off prior to the Placid Arc stakes. And then following the Placid Arc stakes, they, uh, the jockeys and the stewards got together and abandoned the last race. So um, I don't know what your take is on the Placid Arc stakes. I haven't been able to get access to the stewards head-on vision of where they, I guess, the the moved or the bowed section of the, the rail came into effect. I don't know, man. Like, to me, it looked like a bit of a perfect storm, whereas Oscar's fortune had gone out so hard early that he just had to come up for air. And William Pike, who is kind of guilty of this a lot, mm. uh, gave his horse a breather in front and slowed the tempo to a degree that created field compaction, which meant that the horses scattered basically as they hit that that point of the track, the five, 600 metre mark. So for, for me, I, I wonder whether that scatter would have happened if the pace had been consistent. Pete, what are your thoughts? Completely agree. In fact, that's what I've got in my notes. Um, severe slowdown from, I'm just bringing it up here. It actually started before that. So, exactly, yeah. You know, it was from the 800 to the 400. So it was quite a sustained slowdown, which makes the performance of, and not to, bring up too many skeletons this early in the podcast, Terry, but mm. the performance of Oscar's Fortune was absolutely enormous. Mm. Worst part of the track, severe slowdown. Ripcord's actually improved around the turn to actually being within striking distance and then just slipped that into was, best that was, the, that was the key. Yeah. That was the key, wasn't it? Yeah. Fascinating race to, to work through, but I, I completely agree. I think the actual, technically speaking, I think that decision to call off the race afterwards was an overreaction to what occurred I in agree. terms of a sectional 100%. breakdown. Um, should the meeting have gone ahead with the rail in that position, given the burnt turf allegedly? And yeah. look, I, I said it with G Hall earlier in the week, um, but it reminded me so much of Caulfield Cup Day in 2015, which apologies to some of our younger <laughs> audience. Uh, but, you know, the, the races on that day were called off and there was horses with green spray paint on their legs and that sort of thing. It just reminded me of that. Yeah, I mean, like we, we do have a – we do have a checkered history when it comes to, as you referenced before, Pete, shooting ourselves in the foot um, as a you know as a collective, um, whether it's racing wagering WA, whether it's Perth Racing, whether it's other provincial regional clubs or whatever. We just have a happy knack of mm. of um, I don't know, like we it's almost like we can't have good things sometimes, you know, kind of nice things because we just can't seem to manage manage them properly all year round. And with racing, there's no break. So you've got to be on, everyone has to be switched on, and everyone has to be – all the 
decision makers and all the key personnel have to be plugged in at all times to make sure that we make the right decisions at the right time. Yeah. So, um, but again, like it's it's this collective of Perth racing no, stewards and the it, jockeys yeah. as well. Like everyone, everyone has a has a and the, we all know that, like what we want. We just about the truth. We knew pre people were talking about it pre meeting. Like I know of jockeys that said we can't race today. It's not safe, but we raced anyway. And and no, if, and, if, and if, they're, if they're worried about the safety. They come out as their their big speeches worry about the safety. Everyone, if you're worried about the safety that much, you wouldn't have gone ahead with it to begin with, or you would have made well, sure the, rail, know, the I, rail was in the correct position to begin with. I've, I've been given. It's fairly. It's fairly definitive information that's been handed out. There's, like no, I'm, way, I'm there's no way they would have raced if the jockeys said they weren't racing on it. Well, there's there's no I know, way I know at least one jockey did a gallop pre-meeting yeah. um, and that was his uh, opinion. Yeah, I, don't, I, I can't see a world where a jockey says we're not riding on that and then the meeting goes in. Well, then there was consultation happens. with, uh, it would have been the head of the jockeys, Craig Staples and the stewards okay. and the stewards have ticked it off that it's okay to, to race and then we haven't raced the last race of the day. So there has to be some chance that did occur, I reckon, because they would have been fairly good judges in that situation to know that it wasn't uh, it wasn't fit for racing. And obviously I'm I'm obviously a bit more salty about it as it's affected my day massively. The fence, basically settling on the fence was a uh, just a, a non-winnable position. We saw Black Spirit Len win race two, um, so I can't say completely non-winnable position, but it was um, it, it just wasn't a pad that was fit for racing. And uh, look, I, I'm a big believer in Long term, I will have good luck. There'll be days when I'm I've backed horses and other horses have been unlucky and should have beaten me. And long term, it'll it'll all equal itself out. But for me, as a punter, it's very raw that we've raced on a track which they shouldn't have been, and and all of my horses have been on that. Um, especially my obviously my my pretty big bet on Oscars is on a part of the track they shouldn't have been racing on at all. And if they did their job properly and had the rail out at the five meter position, I'm probably nearly a hundred thousand dollars richer. So I'm upset. Um, and that's me talking out of my pocket, and I'm fine talking out of my pocket. Um, but it's yeah, it's not good enough. Like no, it's, it's, just, good it's, enough. it's but it's every year. Like I'm, I just I can't I can't even be fuck talking about because <laughs> this is just every year we talk about something different like this, and it just I'm tired. I'm tired of being angry about it. I'm tired of being. Um, I'm going to do my best to continue to be angry though for the next <laughs> year and a half or so. But uh, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of talking about it. So let's. I'll try just to focus on the races from here on. But it's 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 just. It's left hooked me in the in the chin for this carnival. It's it's taken a lot of the wind out of my sails, BJ. But uh, I'll do my best. I'll 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 try to blow myself back up. That didn't sound good. You're <laughs> like Tommy Johnson's girlfriend. I'll blow myself back up. You make a joke that she's not real, by the way. But clarify that joke. Uh, she is real, by the way. So, um, continue. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> Tipping service. Yay. <laughs> Uh, anything that you want to add, Pete, to the discussion? Look, no, no. I think you've summed it up pretty well. But BJ, like, I've known you for I don't know how many years, say like seven or eight years at least. And I, as long as I can remember knowing you, you've always said something along the lines of "Be better, let's do this better, yeah. be better at life." <laughs> There's always doing something about making racing better for all involved because yeah. we're not here because we, you know, get paid to do this. We do this because we love it, and. Honestly, like it just feels like from all levels, leadership down, there's always been some just there's something missing. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because WA's always been on its own island and everyone just pretends it's not impacted by the rest of the country and the rest of the country doesn't matter. That's fine, but we're actually under siege by all these other states at the moment. Yeah. You've already referenced the fact the Thousand Guineas meeting was on last week. And Victoria is desperate to move further yeah. back into November, and that just completely wipes out our carnival. It's like, so. and so you see all like the hubbub on social media, 
can't believe I just used the word hub. hub. <laughs> How would you spell that? Uh, multiple U's and B's? A couple of U's, couple of B's. Yeah. But, um, you know, you get like people blowing up punters over East and they go, well, why would I bother punting on that? Like, it's a circus. Yeah. Sounds like, it sounds like a bugs you, Pete. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, yeah, we spoke about this many times uh, about we have to elite standards and best practice yeah. and across the board – whether it's track preparation, not just at Ascot and Belmont, but everywhere. Uh, Does it get you? Know, I, I'm the same as Pete. I, I admire how committed and passionate you are about this, but does it feel like like a nine year old dog that's just been pissing on the carpet for the last nine years, and you're just sick of trying to train that dog? Bella, while you're out, you better not be pissing on the carpet. But um, that's just that's Spot, just what I feel. I, 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 Spotty I would never. Spotty would never. I'm just. Do I'm, that. I'm. I'm. To be honest, I'm looking forward to this conversation to end so we can get on with the preview because I just feel like this is just. This just feels like deja vu. I'm just, I've just had enough. Mm. Seriously. Bad and bruised, unbreakable. Yeah. Holy <laughs> Craig. Yeah, my, uh, but no, just like, can I, if I could just finish my yeah, point? Of course you can. Whether it's tracks preparation, whether it's uh, handicapping, whether it's programming, whether it's just the general presentation or whether it's stewarding, whether it's general presentation of our race day, whether it's the vision component, we have to review and get better across the board at everything we do because yeah. all eyes are on us. Now with the Melbourne Spring finally finished and we just we need to do we need to be perfect from here all the way through to Perth Cup Day and then everyone just tunes out of West Australian racing and leaves us alone for a while. Or the majority, right? But this is the time where we need to be perfect. We need if we need to have trial runs and get everything sort of get all our ducks in the row, we have to do that before the pinnacle starts. Mm. It's important that everything is spot on prior to when the the national spotlight is focused on us. If this is all we get, this is it. This, the, the back half of November all the way through New Year's Day, that's it. And then, then we're, you know, uh, whether we like to admit it or not, we're a backwater for Australian racing, Australian thoroughbred horse racing. And Melbourne and Sydney, the, the Coles and Woolworths, uh, as I heard Jar uh, Gareth Hall reference them during the week, they, they are, they're fighting each other and they'll take as much territory as they can and we're, we're, uh, we're in the firing line. So mm. we need to get, uh, we need to get better everywhere. Um, what I will say though is that the the racing action uh, on the on day one of the pinnacles was excellent. I mean the Placid Arc, the Oscars Fortune. How was it excellent? Like we, yeah, how was it? Yeah, it was, the horses it was good the racing. And by the way, congratulations to Luke Fernie. Ripcourt. Ripcourt was still a tremendous win and it's still a tremendous run on the day. That was a very deserving victory and uh, very happy for LK. So um, I'm having a sook about Oscars very much so, <laughs> but I really do mean that. Well done well, to, to LK and well done to uh, to Ripcourt and to Clint. And Clint's making a real habit of winning races in uh, in that particular manner. He's, oh, yeah. he's really modelled his style on Pikey and um, yeah, I love watching him ride. I didn't like watching him ride that much <laughs> in that particular. <laughs> A minute and a bit, um, but yeah, well done to, to LK and, and Clint. But I mean, like we had the railway stakes favourite Alcina go around the Peters. We had the uh, champion, the WA Guineas equal favourite Keshi Boom win the champion Phillies. So there's a bit to take out of the meeting. Um, and I know Terry doesn't really want to reference it, but we kind of have to. Like we're going to be talking about these horses in depth in the preview anyway. So, but uh, we had the five features on last week. Hot Z, of course. Jason Whiting, Lulu Chani, the old combination there. On that race, yep. Peter. Yes. Um, my Bella May, most people tipped sixes into 350, got the run of the race, settled inside pad, pulled out. 
gave naught hot Z three deep no cover. You're a big you're the man that Cripper I like like a lot of people like to go to and ask in regards to lane data and lane bias. You're the the man in that sense. That was just the spot at that stage of proceedings. Hundred percent. So you put my Bellamy three deep hot Z where it was in the run. You probably get a different result. Yep. Okay. Um, if you want good a good racing, good number, racing though. No, but, but it wasn't that wasn't that more tempo related though. Like Red Cam Man's gone crazy slow for for for, for him. I think he's gone like my four, Bellamy settled though four lengths, and that probably allowed my Bellamy to be there rather than have to hunt hard because that was the big worry through the fence. Line I, 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 so. def- I definitely concur with the yeah. the rails in run stuff, but that particular race, if they if Red Cam Man goes as hard as he normally does, I don't think Hot Z can sit three wide and O'Connor and still win. Yeah, tend to agree. It was yeah. just again like perfect storm, but on the day I've had rails disadvantage by one point four lengths, and even settling forward was over half a length disadvantage. So okay, yeah, sort of just adding this up. It's a real stinky race meeting to go through and try and assess going forward, but that's what we're here to do. I thought the I thought the Guineas was a pretty genuinely run mile though. I thought that was they went they went hard. Got a little bit of a breather. Good tactics from Guarding Heaven there, I thought, to go out and have a crack and have a crack, yeah. Yeah. run them along. Um, we'll talk about it when we get to race seven, yep, eight, seven. guineas today. Yep. Um, but Pikey's comments after the race on Keshi Boom were fascinating. I'm very surprised it's going around again, actually, after that. Right. I think Grant and Alana disagreed on that one from what I read. I think Alana wanted to wait to the northerly and Grant said, let's let's rock and roll. So mm, it'll be interesting well how everyone takes that. But, um, yeah, I think that might – Throw a little, a few people in the advantage smink column if they're looking at a head to head between the two fillies, but we'll get to that in yeah, time. Yeah, interesting. One, one more interesting post race comment was Lou Luciani after he's always good for a uh, mm. for a whack for the punters after uh, Hot Z. Oh, I don't mind that. Hot, I love it. Hot Z like wins it. at double figures again, but Ross Price, his fellow cable based trainer, had just previously won yeah. the Jungle Miss Classic with Amber Glide. And uh, I think Lou made a comment that oh, obviously this uh, younger generation don't think that Ross and I can train because they keep sending our horses out at 20 to 1. <laughs> it's great commentary, but I never really understand what trainers are trying to say because like, markets are just a reflection of money in a pool. Like it's not actually anyone saying, oh, I don't think Lulu Chiani can train. I don't think Hot Zed's a good horse. It's yeah. sometimes just set up. So yeah. I, 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 horses for courses. Yeah, I just, it? I don't know. But, like, it's good theatre, whatever. It, it is good theatre. I backed yeah. Hot Z after I'd theaters, backed my Bill of May. Theatre's great. Like, I was, yeah. I, but I must no, say. No than winning a group three, Peters, is just one of the wildest things I've ever seen. But it is, it really is great theatre. And do you know who, like, the, this hasn't been discussed enough, but the ride of the day was Holly Watson on Mojo Rhythm. She's listened to her post-race and how she said, or did I read it somewhere, sorry, but she said how she wanted to keep Pike. And she, yeah. she knew exactly what she was doing. And. It's the only way she wins that race in that sense. Al Safina probably probably wins uh, with the same run, you would suspect. But I just, yeah, I just thought that was such in a group three. Like she'd probably, they would have been happy to run on into the top three, four. Like, I just thought it was such a good ride. Like, it, was I didn't, a good, it was a good ride, but yeah. I must say, I don't think Pike uh, made it hard for her to keep him in there. Yeah. No, I agree. And it didn't work. I mean, Admiration Express ended up leading after Ginger Baker missed it. Like that was my, that was, I had a real, that was a, it's been a tough couple of weeks on the punt, I'll tell you what, but I think that sums it up with Ginger Baker and Man Crush both standing in the gates. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and, it was and, just, and, uh, it's just been such a gossip and four or five of the fence. Chris and over, they try. I think listening to Nucky post race, they said we, we wanted to try something different. Oh, right. Did I hear yeah. that correctly? Well, there was your, yeah, yeah, it jumped okay. And there was just really no intent. They've just gone back and then sort of just lost ground. Mm. It was actually a really over, good run. Yeah. It was actually it was, a crazy good run. I don't know where it's going. It's a going, horse you probably want to channel. They need yeah. to channel, yeah. I guess, and, and figure out um, Yeah, figure out what to do next. But um, no, no, tough, 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 tough opening day 
uh, of the pinnacles. What, what about um, what about Holy Enchantment wins first up? So uh, okay, I'm going to give you a very quick little story just yeah. to summarise my day. So yeah. Gareth, I'm on radio with Gareth, um, your man Pete, in the morning, and uh, he goes, "I've got, I've tipped him out, Nash," and um, he goes, "I've got Holy Enchantment. I got a share in it in the first. I don't even know he did." Yeah. He goes, "What do you reckon? There's been some good money around." I said, "No." Nah, not for me. I, I can't have it first up at a mile on a deck. I think it's going to suit leaders and rail and blah, blah, blah. And obviously it's 21 to 10 and wins. And then we're sitting around before the Peters. And um, I said to the lads I was watching it with, I said, all right, I better see how bad it form actually. And I'm going to pick one horse I don't think can win this race. I said, Mojo Rhythm can't win this race. It's not possible. The rest of them can. <laughs> and then it should sit. And I thought, yeah, I'm flying. I'm absolutely flying. But uh, anyway, this is what it's all about. You what? know, half the, half the battle, I reckon, with punting full time is being good at losing. So I wasn't good at losing that afternoon. I sooked it up like like a kid who didn't get his favourite remote control car. The parents had gone to Red Dot and got the ones with the, the corded the, ones. The corded ones. <laughs> I got one of those once upon a time. That's a so story for I. another day. I got one of those yeah, as well. After my sister threw me scorcher into the wall anyway. Um, but it's a, it's a skill set to lose and, um, yeah, we're going to bounce back. I just want to end the last week's conversation on what about the punters in race two, right? Oh, yeah. Wake up in the morning with Braden Garth on Black Spirit. Yep. Braden Garth can't ride him, in, in uh, can't ride for the whole day, gets replaced by Luke Campbell. After they cross the line in race one, Luke Campbell gets dislodged from Mountain Ash, gets ruled out for the day. So it goes Braden Garth, Luke Campbell, and then all of a sudden enter Brad Parnham. Brad Ends. Parnham enters the chat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. incredible, incredible stuff. Fascinating. And yeah. then to lead that softly yeah. and it was Mac, I mean, Mac, as Mac, much Mac as twenty six into about nine. Yeah, yeah I, I watched that again. They tried to lead on Mac Mac. She she looked like she revved it up yeah. a bit. I thought, oh hang on, this looks a bit sticky, but no, I think she tried. So Crazy. I, think, I think Alan should have been maybe just pulled it on with little silver I a little agree. bit more. That, he, that, that is that's just, a horse as soon as you yeah. fight. The as, soon as, as soon as Brad came up, yeah, came up for air and he just keeps yeah. sliding on that. Uh, that silver. is black spirit in a nutshell. Yeah. That horse is fine. Nice. Slow tempo races, dictates, somehow kicks and holds them all yeah. off. And he's like, yeah. look, blessed, oh, blessed the horse. The moment it ended up in front, like I know Brad was a bit flat because he went up the $26, but I also think Brad was a little stiff in A, yeah. the map, and B, the triple jockey change. Yeah. So um, anyway, let's, let's get on with it. All right. One last thing. The te- uh, Pete, did you see? At Bunbury yesterday, the one-one W Racing podcast maiden. I did not, but I was on a plane. I um, wouldn't have seen it. So, which race was that? Was that the race that something happened? Race two, the oh. Dela Butte, Stephen Dela Ryan, Dela Butte, oh, yeah. Stephen Ryan, and Troy Turner. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good to get a good mention on the, wasn't it, BJ? <laughs> Didn't hear. Yeah. Lovely. The one one. The, the pre-race and post-race, there was very little uh, sponsor acknowledgement. Um, <laughs> that's and, exactly what and, I was at least it raced time. And <laughs> that's, that's exactly right because our our previous foray into into race day sponsorship went so well, didn't it, Guru? Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. went. Uh, we sponsored the card at Narragin. Jeez, that was a good day. Though. <laughs> <laughs> At the bowls, probably. that was an absolute <laughs> cracking day. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't you there? Yeah, I was yeah, there. I was going to say, uh, was a good day. There. Who won? Um, who wanted to play Crip and Dane? Dane and, uh, yeah. But they came back through the record Dane got charge. married on Saturday as well, yes. so congratulations. Dane Dane. Yeah. I, I will say uh, yesterday when they were doing the preview, it was Darren, Scotty and Marty, and Marty Young was introducing the race names and he was like, the one racing WA1 podcast made it. Like, it's like he's never heard of us before. Unbelievable stuff. Who did that? Marty Young. I take <laughs> Jesus Christ. The big dogs are back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Very good. And also, uh, big thanks to everyone for their support for the 1-1 relaunch. Um, and also, because there was no get-out stakes winner last week for reasons we've just discussed, uh, this week we'll have a jackpot. Oh, my goodness. $100 from that's gourmet group one goodness from Market City Meats. Right. Did nobody win it last week? No. Why not? We'll take a break, and when we return, we'll be commencing our preview for Railway Stakes Day. <laughs> Membership at Perth Racing looks like your best bet of the day. As a member, you can access exclusive areas at Ascot across all five days of the Pinnacles Racing Carnival, and you can see in the new year with full member benefits on Tab Touch Perth Cup Day. And not forgetting, as a Perth Racing member, you can be a part of WA's richest race day in 2024, the second running of the Quokka. Ascots never look better. Sign up now and you can experience member benefits all year round through the Ascot and Belmont racing seasons. To find out more, go to perthracing.com.au. Okay, it's time to partner with Perth Racing and preview Railway Stakes Day, day two of the Pinnacles Carnival here at Ascot. Perth Racing Guru, Pistol Pete and BJ, we are in the Director's Lounge overlooking Ascot Racecourse and uh, episode 170 of your WA Racing podcast. Terry, should we stay tuned for? We should stay tuned throughout the show. BJ, for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition, which will hopefully be run this week, Pete. Don't forget, <laughs> we have the Mastermind, the Mundaring Hotel Mastermind competition, and I think we have the, hang on, the Mundaring Hotel owner, Butchie, and his big deck taking yes. on Chrissy Parnham this week as Chris goes for Strong. win number two. And my maths would tell me it's a five, there's five pinnacles days. Yep. And Chris is on one after day one, so he's got a chance of being the pinnacle of masterminds as well. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. That'd be a good way to do it, wouldn't it? Toby Dunn. Bring it up on Gold Rush. Jay Rooney, Chris Barnum. Mm. Yeah. It's got a ring to it. It sure does. Mm. Um, Yeah, Butchie O'Connor. Bring him plenty, plenty of big deck energy to, yeah. the, to the show today, that's for yeah, sure. he'll walk past him. Chris twenty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Just a quick shout out to our man Craig Witten. He is at Belmont Racecourse today and doing some work on the new uh, or the, I guess, the redesigned, uh, sorry, Belmont 1,000-metre chute with all the uh, – Burswood, what's that what they call it? A Burswood Point redevelopment getting underway. The track is being reconfigured slightly out there at Belmont. And Mr. Witten, Craig, he's out there doing his best. So there we go. Track report. Pete. <laughs> yeah, throw to Pete, I reckon. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'll be doing a lot of throwing to Pete today, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Um, okay. So six Pete's metres, right? Today. I'm assuming it's six metres. And since. Recent history uh, since we've had Brock Neeling managing the track, there's been 31 races under 1,650 metres. Three winners out of those 31 have settled rearward. So it means it's probably going to be difficult to make ground. In the straight, you want to be angling in towards lanes five to seven. There is a bit of a dead spot between lanes eight to 11. I don't think we'll be getting out super wide, though. Maybe there might be a couple of the big field races where they might try and angle that way, but... I think the the main juice will be settling, say, like outside the lead, one out, one back, maybe forward of midfield off the fence. You can still win on the fence, obviously, but you just want to be angling just a little bit off the fence in the straight. 
I love it. That's Extra comprehensive type of report we need every week. Isn't that's it? what we need. Yeah. That, that's real. That's real gold there from Pistol Pete. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'm very much. Um, yeah, I'm very much going to be happy to see how it ends up playing. This could do anything. Like it actually wouldn't surprise me if we get this rocket fence, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's the fence. You can't win on the fence like last week, basically. Yeah, so, I mean, look for, just, for the it most just part, feels like a different track. Like we're done. Yeah. It might be in, in past races. Is it? Oh God, I don't. You know what I mean? Like it's how forward, dangerous is it? To what? We're going to be racing on here, but I think doing the form pre-meeting, you just got to allow for a fair deck. I mean, look, up until last weekend, I thought the track had played particularly well since we've returned to Ascot. The less said about Belmont, the better. Yeah, I concur with that. <laughs> actually, I was actually, because I remember running into you at uh, during the Belmont season, I was just recovering from my jaw surgery and we spoke about it and i was quite in a way glad that we had the break from the podcast because belmont was kind of torturous wasn't it so uh, i don't know how'd you go guru um we have the, what sorry the break or the belmont season uh, bj we just we had a break from the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i didn't mind i had a reasonable belmont season okay. actually yeah i didn't didn't mind the winter Oh, that's very good. Yeah, <laughs> Terry's. Uh, <laughs> it hasn't Ter- been. A, it hasn't been a good few weeks. So it isn't. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll reminisce about better times. So thank you for throwing to that for yeah. me, BJ. Yeah, I appreciate trying to, that. Just trying to lift your spirits. Exactly over. right. I'm hoping a bit like Johnny Snow that winter's coming <laughs> once again. <laughs> well, don't know. You got a bit of Johnny Snow about it, doesn't oh, he? Actually, here we go. yeah, he does a little bit. I'm yeah. a little older. I'm a little wiser. I'm starting to get hair in really weird places. <laughs> Feel like I'm turning into Sasquatch. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. It's 20 years old this year. What is it? If you know the answer, please contact not, either Terry or BJ via X. It's not American Pie, is it? Nah. nah it's Wayne's World too. Oh, oh <laughs> dear. I've never seen Wayne's World. <laughs> 20, years, 20 years old today. Yeah. Oh, this year. Yeah. Right. Very good. Yeah. Race one, the Drummond Golf Handicap. It's a uh, 65 plus, 2100 meters. Our horse, Terry, feeding scratched yesterday unfortunately and this brings an interesting runner in Olden into the field interesting in, in the fact that they've been riding him very positive lately so I imagine Maddie Derrick will be going forward from gate from that wide draw and impacting this the speed map so if you hadn't factored in that horse into your map you're gonna have to now yeah and he desperately yeah. needs to be part of this race as well because otherwise the tempo could be muddling and it's quite a big field and the great shape's going to be key here but there's a couple of horses for me that profile superbly for this event. Supoib. Tell me, tell me more. About Burnborough. I'm not sure what the jockey change is worth, but Tommy Berry jumping on for an apprentice. You know, Tommy's ridden here before. <laughs> He's got a good idea of how the track works. What do you reckon Zeph to Tommy's worth? Mm, yeah. Let me just type it in. Give me oh, a yeah. sec. my <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, It's going to break the machine. Error. Um, <laughs> look, Yeah. <laughs> The horse's tactical versatility, <sighs> like it, great price. Um, done with the blues is ov- obviously going to need race shape, but is clearly the horse that has a huge scope to improve. And the performance of I Love Your Smile last start at Bunbury, massive rating for this. So they're the three I'm looking at playing around. Diamond Scene, now nah, you can take your $2.50 and shove it. Jam it. Jam it. Jam it in the I stand with Brad. I stand, I with, stand Brad. with Well, Brad lit the barbie up earlier, didn't yeah. he? I'll tell you what. And turned up, so tell turned me more. What, what, did, what did Brad Bat go up at? Uh, he went up four dollars eighty diamond saying, In all fairness, I'd actually finished this race by the time um, Brad went up, but it didn't look uh, it didn't look like a price that would hold too long. Despite mm. the fact Pete probably would have put up longer 
I could imagine. That's why we'd make bad bookmakers, though, Pete, we're too opinionated. Wow. You know. Um, I think Olden's a very good horse for Diamond Scene because yeah. uh, without it, I would have had Diamond Scene just about having to lead the race because I think after Big Swoop's failure, it'll be the old reaction, which means they won in the 1-1. They failed leading, so they'll go back to desperate for cover, even though I think it's actually not a bad horse leading. So yeah. I expect Olden to, to roll along. Maybe a bandolier a miss in the breeze. Otherwise, it could be Pike in the breeze. I thought Burnbray would roll forward. They've done it before. They won't go – they were forced to in yeah. Phillies and Mares races. They won't want to be forward, but I think their mindset will be let's get the back of Pike. Yep. Yep. So that's the key here. So – it's all about race shape. Um, if there's mid-race moves from a fryer away, from a bandolier miss, if it doesn't go forward, maybe a misintention. They're pretty patient on misintention. They figured her out. Yeah. Mitch is doing a very good job with her. Um, if there's mid-race moves and Pikey doesn't go early enough and gets bottled up behind one and tries to out-sprint, sprint, sorry, play us, Patron done with the blues, I think there's big trouble, but- yeah, Pikey's going to be the one on speed. All the major dangers are going to be behind him. So, normal luck, I do think Diamond Sand will win. But, yeah, I'm $3. So, current price, not there with me. Uh, Burn Bray uh, is is probably the one from a speed map point of view. Tommy Berry goes on for Zephan, Um, and we see each way. So, current price, that's probably me. But I'm with Pete with Done With The Blues as well. I think it's a great horse. I just I just can't map it. I need, need more to probably save. Yeah, I was pretty keen Diamond Scene, 260s on the skinny side. From gate one, this horse is racing well, gets a soft map. Jason Whiting, I think he rode five winners last weekend. I think Ooh. Joe Bella double figures is worth a little respect as well. I think it's going to get a good run just tucked in behind him. And the way Fishy is riding at the moment and the way that Steph Bakranich is uh, turning out her horses, I think it can run a race each way. Would you say he's riding efficiently? <laughs> yes. Sorry, I, I, I'm expecting you to do that sort of stuff, Terry, uh, but you look, you look pretty angry, so yeah, Pete, I'll you, chime in. Pete, you're going to have to pick I think up- I'm 100 to 1 go, Bill. <laughs> Pete, you're going to have to pick up the slack here. So, <laughs> What's on the fence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my last one, I promise. Great. Oh, one thing I will say for a 66-plus staying race, really good race. I think done with the Blues, um, Burn Bray, Playhouse Patron, who's got the best form lines, yeah, it's, play, it's flying. Play how hard is it to win a race first up at twelve hundred, then five starts later at twenty two hundred? Like proper race horse, what it's doing. Like Four, drawn fourteen and fifty nine kilos as well. So again, oh, there's a lot. Tough. There's a lot against it. Yeah. But they are the four mines, but it's yeah. a different kettle of fish up to the staying journey with the weight from the from the barrier. So, um, but yeah, great, great, great race. Um, really looking forward to it. Yeah, because sometimes that's where you can get the. The, the garbage out of the way early, mm. uh, but this this card has put together a bit of depth to the yep. field, so I look forward to getting stuck into the rest of the card. Race done with the Blues will be the best horse long-term out of all these two. Really? Yep, definitely. Okay. Uh, race two is the Tab Touch Westby Platinum Series. This is heat number three. The final, the $100,000 final, is in two weeks' time. Um, another competitive lineup on early on in the day. Terry and I uh, have um, a part owners in Ruling Dome. She'll be wearing the 1 1 podcast racing colours to be donned by Jamie Carr, champion jockey Jamie Carr over here to ride Tuvalu in the railway. She'll be riding Ruling Dame in race two and uh, we've set her a task, gate 13, 14 horse field, Pete. Mm. Yeah, well, again, look, uh, there should be decent enough speed up front, you would think, with rocking the Casbah, cruise to victory, here for checks, outspoken lad. They're probably uh, horses on speed. So we'll just see how the – this will give us a better indication in race one anyway of how the track's playing. Yeah, no real – 
worrying speed though, is there? No superstar horses out in front, which um so Casbar, Chris Victory, no. success play, here for checks, fashion stakes can go forward. Yeah. So there's got to be a bit of a squeeze on early, I think. Yeah, yeah. that was just because of the fact that none of them really worry me. Rocking the Casbar probably holds the lead. You'd think it's going to go around $40, $50, plus, I'd say. Um, I think the three standout runners are the three runners at the head of the market, uh, plays Kings and Climb. Um, they've drawn one, four, five, so you go, oh, beauty, you know, that's where you want to be, just behind mm. the speed. But have a look at all three of them at the gates. So they're not horses that utilise the gates all that well. So and I see they whacked the blinkers on Climb they were going to do it last start yeah. and they opted to wait one more start. So you can probably allow for a bit more improvement there. But look, Climb on Top had the best going last time out. But Clint gave it a 10. Um, plays with fire, missed the kick badly, which worries me, but went really, really well and deserves to be favourite with Pike on. Uh, and King Sakari, I think, is the one with the, the best form lines with Stormy Tawny winning as well as it did yesterday against the Patton. And uh, its second up run last prep was third to Amber Glide and Rusty Dreams. Yep. Um, it was a yep. super performance. So I just. I just worry with all three, you know that one or two of them are going to get bad luck. Yeah. You know, that's what's going to happen. So you set a market, be um, just be firm with your market. It's not a race you can overbet in because I guarantee you one or two or all three of those runners will cop bad luck in the way this race is set up with leaders who are probably going to stop back on them. So, BJ, that's – I am i don't think ruling dames – I'm not sure. What I, I, I don't see a way we win, but yeah. if I did see a way we won – it is the leaders stopping all three of them being unlucky and a horse winning in a three-wide line. So, but, so, uh, so what lane should we tell Jamie Carter to end up in, Pete? The winning one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just aim for five off the – four or five off when she's going around the corner. Tell her to do a Michael Poy and just uh, in the York Cup and just get to the outside fence. Give it a whirl. We don't know how it is. Yeah. Yeah, just very, take it on. Yeah, very good. But yeah, good. Uh, it's another good horse race, and I think like I, I think I was four seventy plays five, just over five dollars climb, and about same price King Zakaria. So look, if you gave me ten dollars each way, one of them, or if you gave me six dollars plays or something, then I'd probably get involved. But yeah, it feels sticky. Yeah, much sticky, the same. Sticky. I don't really have any edge on those three. The only horse I had a, a I guess a genuine edge was cruise to victory. I've got marked 13, so, you know, probably $7 without the market factored in. But that's more just because it was like a bit of a hidden run there last start. Yeah. But How's the ride from Holly? Did you watch that closely? So the riderless horse went around yeah. and took on on the full, um, which was very annoying for the tailors. Um, but Holly, instead of she's gone, hang on, I can tail this, and she's that's how she's gone so close to winning it. She's used that as its cover all the way into the straight. It was really, yeah, I'm giving Holly a pump up twice. Yeah. Yeah. The, but that's there's two good rides that I noticed uh, recently. Very good rides. So that I thought that horse went significantly, um, yeah, went really well because of that. That's all I got. I know what I'm saying. Yeah, I was on King Sicario first up. Um, just didn't quite have the same momentum as what Stormy Tawny did on that day. And the outside lanes that day were worth two more lengths. And they were, yeah, and actually bounced and put him in a spot where mm. that not, wasn't really his go last prep, but it was good to see. So, and I, I like the fact that he drawn six because it feels like this is like three wide line territory. Um, here we got on board Brad Parnham in form. He can just stay off the fence, give give King Sakari a bit more galloping room. And if he's got a full head of steam up on this occasion, I reckon he's going to be real hard to beat. I think he's, a bit, be I think he's a bit better than Platinum. Great. Right? King Sakari. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you in exactly what you said there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the reason I marked it a bit longer is just because I do um, nothing against Brad, but yeah. traffic. Sit and sprint jockeys. I've got Pike and Clint as yeah. clear standouts, and yeah. that's how it's going to be run. But I agree with you 100%. I think King's Carrot's best horse. Yeah. Okay. 
apart from Rolling Dome. Yeah, of course, yes. Um, Wouldn't that be a story? Yeah. $47 about fair SP. Actually, she probably won't drift that much because Jamie's on her. but 47 I probably, I probably still won't back it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'll be happy. I won't be having a bet, so I'll be. I, I, all we need for you to, to do is to say that to smile, Ruling just Dame, to smile. <laughs> that's, that would be a start. Two would be yep. Ruling Dame cannot win this race because that's like you're you know, three for three last week. So Might get caught in I'm gonna, front of the I'm stewards. actually being positive. Like I'm actually uh, one of my – Mate's partner said to me she was unlucky enough to be watching the race with the universe uh, gives you back what you put out. So is that true? Is that I, proven? Farewell. I started saying Oscars is immoral, and then it started drifting, so I couldn't lay any of it off, and um, the universe didn't give it back to me. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna One stick of these days, she's very knowledgeable, and if she's listening, you like her a lot. She thought I was grumpy at her, but I was just doing my ass. So. <laughs> Hi, Abby. Alrighty, uh, very good. I like that. Um, so we're just we're just putting out good vibes, hundred percent, yeah, positive yep. vibes, good vibes. Good, yeah, it's all happening. I trust the processes. Done this for long enough, BJ. We trust the processes. Yeah, yeah, very good. Race three, the Amelia Park handicap, <laughs> rating seventy two plus fourteen hundred meters. Another really competitive lineup here. This, uh, you know, Bruce Almighty on the quick backup after racing over a mile here last Saturday. Uh, I imagine Laurentino. First up, special view, those top horses will be coming across looking to land on speed. Create a little bit of pressure up top, above the peg. Brooklyn Pier, Caramoni might be a bit closer, just tucked in behind. Interesting race. Pete. Oh. Terry. Yeah, thank you. He's back. Had a gag. Um, do you know what I said at the top of the straight last week when Bruce Almighty was travelling so well, Pete? I said, don't let me down, oh. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> don't let me down. Um, Anyway, he did let me down, but uh, that's that forgiveness we're talking about. <laughs> Travelling extremely well, and you would have thought if Mount Nash doesn't kick and win this, Bruce is going to win it. I'm a genius, but um, wasn't to be. Uh, I like the seven-day backup. I like the fact he's going really well. I think the former in Pompeii and um, Billy Ray is – Billy Ray should have won the yeah, Peters, by the way. Does he poi up Poi's comments after the race? I think he got that a bit wrong. Something a bit easier, he might be a chance. Like, geez, Michael, I reckon if you give the, your horse the run that – what, um, num- what number is that holy. on the jockey's excuse book, do you reckon? Because he's just pulled, oh, pulled that. <laughs> that's, it it would have won the race. It'd, it'd be in a railway. That's and you know what? Maybe it, maybe some people. It wouldn't be. Yeah, anyway, it wouldn't be completely impossible in a railway. That's that's. I, I don't reckon this year's carbine we'll get to in a minute is much below the railway this year. Um. Anyway, I, I'd like to see them show real intent. I'm hoping with Luke Campbell going on. Uh, seven-day backup back to the 1,400 for a horse. It's pinging. You actually suggested to me last week it could lead, and I didn't, hadn't even thought of that, but it made me look at its starts, this prep, closer, and it's really leaving the gates well. So would be very disappointed if they let uh, an old horse like Laurentinio, who I think will take a while to muster, get in front of it. Um, so and, own and it. Special view. Own yeah, it, own it. Just own it with Bruce. Special view. I don't think they're too keen to lead. Might be forced to from the gate uh, or go forward at least. Um, but, yeah, own it with Bruce. Um, give a good kick, and I, I think – Bruce can go close this week. I thought I'd see a bigger price and maybe we will late. Um, but, yeah, something on Bruce. And um, it's funny, sometimes we look around the obvious or the the Grant and Alana slash Pikey horse and you start and it starts creeping a little bit to a price and you go, hang on, is this nearing a bet price for what could be? Because I find it near impossible to line up that Belmont form on rain-affected tracks to where it's coming now in the hardest race it's competed in. Um but it sort of starts creeping up to going, well, at least I could potentially save at that price, you know. But 
There are five other chances, as I'm sure you'll allude to, Pete. Yeah, I'm pretty keen, Bruce. Um, Bruce. I think he's ready. I love that trial first up or before first up, and oh, I've just been no. waiting for fifth up, Bruce. Ascot, 1,400 to I, a mile. I love Pete sometimes. I've been waiting for fifth up. Yeah. That's brilliant. He's got a great fifth up profile. How patient, um, how patient is he? Mm. Just biding my time, waiting. So there was money for it last start as well, last weekend. But yeah, completely wrong part yeah, of the track. Just my money. <laughs> I've already said 1.4 length disadvantage. So, you know, mm. tack that on. At worst, trails Laurentinio, who I actually thought trialed pretty well the first trial. I think he, yeah, I know. So watch it again. Oh, the first trial. Yeah, the first trial, yeah. First okay. trial, yeah. Second oh, trial geez, was just, Pete, I'll, you know, be, I'll be sad if we end up on the back of Laurentinio. Yeah, anyway. I really like Bruce and look, Brooklyn Pier, I'll probably save on because mm. I think there was a chance that might have been a flat run there last start. Went to win and then just peaked. But that first up run, pretty high tempo. It's also a really good figure. So I think Brooklyn Pier is back near his best and he just maps really well here. So that's my two horse play. If Starry Heights beats me, so so be it. But, you know. Mm. That's a thing you can, yeah, that's a thing with Starry Heights. You either. You make that, yeah. All right, like we can we can back Grant and Alana and Pike here at about four bucks. Your beauty, I marked at three sixty, three seventy, just in like a, I don't know what to do with it type thing, or, or you take it on. So fascinating. Yeah, I'm four thirty, so what it's have, a slob, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, what have you done, Beach? I like Carabundi. I thought you would. Yeah, I reckon. Can I guess every race? What I reckon you can tip? Yeah. Okay. Right. Monday would have been my guess here. Really? Brad went up equal favourite. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. I was just looking at that now. So Brad's gone up three fifty. A little bit of a wobble out to four. 40 at the moment on uh, actually on the purple. You know what? I would have got this wrong. I would have predicted you tipped top, top of the, the pops. pops here. Yeah, <laughs> I would have. I got this wrong actually. Keep that. Keep that up for uh, for my subscribers, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's platinum service. <laughs> uh, so Karamundi uh, has got got plenty of ability. This horse. I know Steve rates him very highly, highly enough to run him in a Listia. Yeah. Uh, by by Listia, he went good. Like. I don't think Cumberland's ever copped a brutal tempo like it was that. was mad, wasn't it? It was such a high-pressure race and he's just come straight out of a, you know, a pretty sort of, you know, like he's coming out of ratings races and he's running to that. Three wide line as well. wasn't the place to be on that particular day. Remembering um, uh, who won that race? Valeroy got over the top mm. of – uh, The Breeze Maritino day. led, didn't he? That was Maritino the Breeze day. on the shoot was second. Yes, right. Comfort me third. That, it was just such a – it, and it was just baptism of fire at that level. You almost uh, go back to the prior form, don't you? Don't, yes. You don't really worry about that race at all. But as long I, as you're competitive and happy, you don't. I don't even think that he, disgra he didn't disgrace himself at all. I and know. I think that run uh, will, will, will tighten him up, bring him forward for this this third up assignment. And I like the gate because he, he, he doesn't have to be back half. He can actually use it to, to hold a midfield running position. Uh, I think Carmundi is the, the play for There's me. a lot of back half horses as yes. well, which should yep. allow him to settle sort of fourth to seventh, fourth to sixth, seventh. So. Uh, Bob the Peg, no luck last Saturday. Quick back up. Paddy Carberry off, Chris Punner on. Mm, yeah, if you look at above the peg direct comparison with Brooklyn Pier or above the peg direct comparison with a couple of them, it's just been probably a tickle below them. But that jockey change for that yard at the moment is worth quite a lot. So Notable, yeah. That's a big watch, mate. You could make a case for most of these. Karamundi can definitely win. Top of the pops, if you look at their runs against each other two starts ago, not maybe slightly into the top of the pops run, but again, 1,200 metres. It's a different kettle of fish, but obviously it can win. Tommy Berry going on for four. Maybe you can hold a spot with a few behind him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a horse like Speedrome who's probably mapped out of it, but if Whiting comes across and finds a spot on speed with cover, it's, yeah, it's some type of chance. So, um, yeah, and then Special View is beaten under a length and it's going to go around 35 to answer. It's a very good uh, horse race. Good betting race. Competitive good betting, betting race. race. Yes. yes. All right. 
Race four, the Magic Millions Gay Waterhouse Crystal Slipper Stakes. She's going to be on track. Gay's going to be on course. Oh. She's going to be at the Hall of Fame, Australian Racing Hall of Fame dinner tonight. Um, Are we? I'm attending. Are you attending, Pete? I have to check my emails again. <laughs> it must be in your spam. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought. I thought that's why you rolled into town. Oh no! Hey? You know, I got stuff. To- Hall of Fame tonight. Magic Me. Uh, yeah. Carbon Club d- tomorrow. Railway Stakes today. I'll just go to the pub. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, I'm going with Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Golden West Brewing Company. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Gay is always very forthcoming with the public. So, uh, also Damien Oliver, the goat, is going to be on course. You're going to be able to buy Ollie merch. Oh. He's going to sign it. It's going to be a signing station. So uh, that'd be cool. Get your Damien Oliver goat merchandise out here at Ascot on Saturday. He's uh, not long till he hangs up the boots for good. The Damien Oliver Gold Rush Day, day five of the Pinnacles, is going to be his last day in the saddle. So what a very story special. when he rides Halatorian to win his last ever. Incredible. Last ever ride in a yeah. racetrack. Yeah. I yeah. hope that isn't the last ever horse he rides on a racetrack. That wouldn't be fitting. <laughs> <laughs> hope he gets a good ride in, in his own race too. That would be cool. Uh, winning winning chance in his own race. That would be excellent. So Surely. this is the Crystal Slipper Stakes, the first real um, feature to your race of the season, $100,000 on the table. We've had three of the 12 have race experience one too many last start winner battle commander ran second to one too many and I think like a winner race uh, finished fourth in that same race fortnight ago and the rest are all first starters with some reasonable trial form coming out um caught up on all the tapes yesterday uh pete you got up to scratch this morning you yeah say? yeah i've gone through so i think we can add a bit to the two race terry yeah you want to fire away yeah, I've, I've. Oh, you're you're throwing to me. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You back? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I just remember when I did the form for the the race brigade, those top three. That I remember just not being overly impressed by. Uh, I remember thinking it was a very thin two year old race on the quality of trials we'd seen. Apart from the horse ended up winning it, one more too many. That was a, a very nice trial leading in. Uh, the win was good enough. Um, got pressured by the Pierce horse mid race, so it was nice to see it kick and show a bit of fight, but. I mean, the horse that was chasing hard late, the uh, Paul Jordan Craig Staples runner, Battle Command, it was a big, big, big price. So, I look, I, I just worry about the strength of that run. Race experience is worth plenty, though. Um, but, yeah, from all the trialers, I maybe I'm in the, the vortex these days, BJ, but I when something Royale's first trial was good and then something Royale's second trial was under a hold, um, Winkers went on. It's been set for this for the fact that its trial was the 13th of November. A lot of these have trialed on Monday. And maybe, maybe that obviously the shorter course trials you can trial on Monday, race Saturday. That's fine, but I feel like this is yeah, this is the plan. Dion and Pike. This is you know it's just the combination. It's the setup. It's yeah. If I'm looking for the best trialer for a horse that looked mature, um, it's drawn soft. It just ticks all the boxes for me. So I just didn't try to overcomplicate it too much, and I I think that's the one. And I marked it pretty short, and I think the market will tell me if I'm right or wrong. Probably. And two two ninety at the moment. Mm. The half the little red bikini. Ooh. Oh fuck! I didn't film. Film loud. I would have marked it a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I thought you were going to say some good or awesome, Pete. Little no. red bikini. There's uh, there's quite oh, a few sort of familiar characters God. here in the breeding. Yes. So. Yeah. Oh, play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Anyway. So we'll Actually, I thought uh, interesting that um, 
Brad Parnham rode, or deputised rather, for Lactar mm. Romoli on One More Too Many. The thing that I picked up from that race is One More Too Many came out and Brad, as he can often do, grabbed hold and was trying to basically walk him. And Clint Johnson Porter wasn't having any of it on the on the Pierce Brothers horse. And they basically eyeballed each other from the 600 to the top of the straight and then one more too many shook it off and the battle commander made that late dive. I think in it, it's impressive trial win. Lactar just let it roll. Mm. So I wonder how much that bounce, grab hold, pressure, quicken, whether that was – whether we got to see the best of one more too many the other day. So I'm expecting Lactar to be a bit more aggressive and make this uh, like a proper test and put the acid on something royal because if if Pike can find the front from one, do his usual, grab old, and then – like I don't think he'll beat him. So I'd be aggressive on uh, one more too many if I was Lactar and just say I'm going to lead this race and I'm going to lead at a speed and if – Something royal down and pikey. If you're good enough to come off my back and beat me, then that's too good. Uh, of the tri- of the first starter brigade, what other than, of course, the favourite, something royal, Pete? What caught your eye? Yeah, the two I want to have a look at in the yard because obviously two year olds, forty degree day. That's going to be outstanding for for yard watchers. But the stablemate, the Luciani stablemate, Sunshine Tafe, I thought had a couple of. Pretty quiet 400-meter trials, so yeah. that was one that I thought had a little bit of X factor there at the price. And then the other one was Trevor Andrews is sort of going here with, you know, going to war with, what, three runners. Mm. Um, look, I thought that Define Beautiful was probably the best of those, just narrowly, but difficult to, you know, really pull apart the trials, but at least it'll be there on speed. I, I love I loved, I loved Divine Beautiful's action. Yeah. Beautiful, smooth-moving, tallish filly. I, I really liked uh, Good that. ownership yeah. group too. Yeah, strong. Mm. So, they're the two. Is that P. Huckle? PK. PK Huckle. Mm. Shout out to Huckle. Double. Yeah. All, all up a lot of good men. That's right. Yeah. But I reckon it's basically the same mob. Yeah. Almost exactly the same mob. What about uh, Street Band? Well, I mean, that's one that probably stands out more than quite a few of these in terms of breeding. So, half to our nemesis, half to sneaky chance. Sir Snugglelot. Um, yeah, imprudent Sir Snugglelot. You know, there's, they're pretty- Any relation to any other Philip McLeod runners or? Um, <laughs> let me see. Actually, I can't, I can't find names. any. <laughs> little red bikini. That's actually throwing me. <laughs> I reckon I've just, I, I genuinely reckon that mindset is so big on punting. And I reckon I've gone into this race, seen Luciani Pike, thought I've lost that much last week. I'm going to get some of it back this week. And I've not allowed myself to like even look outside of it. But so yeah. that, so just backtracking that little red bikini, that little <laughs> tidbit of information, how would that affect you? How it affected your pricing? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, who knows? Yeah. But I, I think there was a few. I think they tried to hide big shots and I saw money yeah. as soon as Brad went up. Yeah. Um, so I reckon they tried to hide big shots. So it wouldn't surprise me if LK's got an opinion there and he, his tail would be up at the moment, obviously. Um, team's going well. Pete and, the, and Pete's team's going well as well. So yeah. I think Pete's I look last. I think it's six of his last 11 horses he's settled up have all won Peter Ooh. Fernie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ball bag was a good winner midweek, so that went well. Um, <laughs> Sniper's son and Street Band were another couple. The other Trevor Andrews, two-year-olds yes. I like. Street Band was a one of the eye-catching yeah. line hitters, but you worry about um, the maturity to win a race like this, I guess. Yeah. So I'm just keeping it simple. All right, I'm gonna. I like one more too many. I'm uh, hoping for a bit of a wobble. 
uh, with Terry's money on something <laughs> royal. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely be having something on a street band. I really got squeezed out to last, worked home, weave between. Pretty rare that you see two-year-olds do that. But like Terry said, kind of looks a little bit green, so uh, probably need a lot to go right. But I think street band double figures is uh, the possible knockout. Good betting race again. Very good betting race again. Right. Where's, where's Chris Barnum? Don't know. Can't get a hold of Chrissy Barnum still. <laughs> we haven't recorded the mastermind uh, at this point in time. Uh, Chrissy's gone AWOL. So, um, yeah, what do we do? And that's well, the, you're we'll, the, you're we'll, the uh, we'll let him, judge. We'll, we'll, let him know. <laughs> we'll let him know that uh, <laughs> the, the listeners, rather, that the uh, Ian O'Connor from the Mundaring Hotel, he was going to come on and take on mm. Chris Barnum. He was trying to win a hundred dollar gift voucher to his own pub, <laughs> but however, Chris Parnham is—we uh, can't find him. We can't find him. Mia, yeah, watching um, sink replays. Yeah, yeah. So he is He's watching uh, left hand whip so he's busy doing the form in his uh, in his cave there somewhere. We cannot find him. So unfortunately, we're going to have to postpone Ian O'Connor Ooh. versus. Hang on, uh, yeah, boo. Uh, uh, Ian O'Connor versus Chris Parham until next week. But what, what we will do. What right? I will say though, yes. I was going to say, I'm going to do the who am I. It's a little head to head between okay. you two. Oh, that's, yeah. that's oh, Neither of them know. You ready? Go. Who wrote yeah, this? This is impromptu. This is one of yours or is Toby, Toby done? This is me. This is me. Oh, okay. I prepared one. At seven years old, I've won a tick over 300K in prize money and I'm still floating about. There's no pun in that name by the way it's not float our boat or anything float our goat um i'm currently with my fourth different wa based trainer with my last win being all the way back in march of 2021 in a 78 plus handicap brad rawilla was in the saddle that day since then i've been placed in a hannon's and a copless a new market and multiple ratings races but i just keep finding one or two better than me my trainers in order with Justin Warwick, Lindsay Smith, Simon Miller, and now LK BJ. Fernie, BJ. Oh, um, it starts with an E. Uh, Martin Luther King once had an excellent one of these. Oh, excellent. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Hey. Oh, no. I gave it to you anyway. You were going to get there. I, I was just listening after all. Yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a nice story. Correct, BJ. I am excellent, Dream. As soon as you said E, I thought that's that not one since 2021. Yeah. How's that? We should have not run in the. Uh, Hannon's last year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Chris has ridden it in that time either. Mm. I might be wrong. Oh. Yes, Chris Parnham. Uh, we'll catch up with him next week. He might have a railway and a guineas um, in his back pocket. Started next celebrations early, him. hasn't he? And Butchie, Ian O'Connor. Mr. Yongalas. I reckon Yongalas might be Ooh. in at Ascot next Saturday, so the timing could be impeccable. Mm. So uh, hopefully we get to uh, to let Butchie and Chris do battle next week on the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Uh, just a shout out to Butch and everyone up there at the heart of the hills since 1899. Uh, beautiful, warm weather, uh, cracking time to be out on the deck, out the back there at the Mundaring. Feed, flutter, frothies, it's all happening. Get involved. Terry. Okay, we are back. Preview continued for the back end of Railway Stakes Day program. Day two of the Perth Racing Pinnacles Carnival. Race five, the Glenroy... <sighs> AJ Scahill Cup listed 2100 meters. It's an 80, it's a scaled up 86 plus. Uh, Casino 17, top weight 59 kgs. Another Chino 57 after uh, his win in the Lucky Grey Cup, uh, Lucky Grey Stakes. Two sad days ago, Black Fantasy on the quick backup after running in the RJ Peter Stake 
last Saturday, Tommy Berry has them out there. Interesting booking. So, and of course, the Guru's got a busy day out here on Saturday. Be optimistic. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't call him in the stewards' room the other day. Very quiet, CJP Ooh. in the lucky grey. And uh, I don't think many people missed it, Pete. Oh, look, was, she's just it? getting out now. How oh, was yeah. that? Um, how was Clint called before the stewards about that ride? Like, I don't get it. Like, there's a lot worse. No, we you, we thought you'd ride it forward, did you? Off off six weeks, eight weeks at eighteen hundred. Like, no one would have thought that was going forward. Was that what they said? Yeah, they wanted tactical. They wanted gate, Luke. Gate and, nine. Yeah, they wanted Luke to announce that they were going back. It's like Jesus Christ. I think there's far. There's a lot of other ones you don't pull up, guys. That's a that's a pretty wild one for a horse who traditionally is ridden with cover. Um, off a break like that. Anyway, stewards decided that was more important than other parts of their job at that particular time. Her Peter. stewards, things. Yeah. Yep. But uh, Casino 17 uh, <laughs> should have probably won. A lot of horses probably should have won, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Clint got off and he, I'll tell you exactly what he said to us in the yard. He said, I would have won that by three. Be optimistic. Um, he said, then he corrected himself. He said, maybe not by three, but I definitely would have won that race. So by three quarters. That's a great push. Mate, that's a really, it's really exciting for us going towards a Perth Cup. Um, but yeah, a lot needs to go right. She'll definitely get some of my money at that price. Like I'll just back her win only. Um, but uh, yeah, she. I presume I haven't spoke to Luke, but I presume we just drop her out again and ride her for luck. And she went that well being ridden like that. You just you just probably rock and roll it again. If she draws a gate going forward in future weeks, well, she can land a bit closer because she does have gate speed. So um, she's a really easy bet with the jockey. I I really trust on those type of horses. So I, I expect we'll see twenty dollars plus Betfair. I don't think Betfair will look at her at all either. So she'll definitely get some of mine. She's probably the best. I reckon she's the best ruffie on the card, to be honest, just off the strength of that run. You know what I mean? But she's yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, she's creeping out to M-Dog territory. <laughs> uh, but I do think I, I, I do think the favourite will win. There was some 270, 280 yesterday. I think Betfield would trade around 270, 280. Um, Casino 17 would have won the race the other day, I think, with normal luck. Gets two kilos and another Chino. It's a rarity pikey. Um, finds bad luck twice on the same horse. So that's the way I'll go. Plenty of respect for Black Fantasy, but it was being trained for a railway this week, so I just worry whether it might need. They've just had to recalibrate with him, haven't they? So, yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, so no, they could now, even, now focus on the Perth Cup. Maybe if Let's Gallivant wasn't in the carbine, they might have even gone to the carbine okay. instead. So I, I don't know that for a fact. But, um, Stable mate, Queen Lena was good too the other day. I thought yeah, she's but I reckon she's that type of horse. Yeah. I reckon she's going to keep on getting you, keep on getting you. And you know what? While she was good- how many were held up? Yeah. Did she get held up? No, she had the clear run of them. So, um, yeah, plenty of respect. She'll run on into the top five again, without doubt. But um, there was some, there were some runs in that. It was a funny race, isn't it? Were yeah. they all good or were they all bad? Like that's well, that's like what I, worries me. Atlantis, Atlantis did another Chino get a bit of a gift landing in yeah. the best spot on the day, and then having four horses behind it held up. Another Atlantis Beach. The money that's, on opening was huge, by the way. It was like thirties to tens in the first. Atlantis Beach was, was three wide, no cover yep. the entire. Yeah, uh, yep. truly inspired. Ran a good race. Ran fourth in the Perth Cup last year. It's building. Yep. Uh, so I imagine like there's going to be- Mr. Popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> your cup. I think hey, there's going to be an elevation that's from actually blazing, my Maddie. blazing away. That? So. Yeah, that's my Maddie. <laughs> it's completely insane, that one. Well, I all, thought it was all, a huge run last yeah, start. Yeah, it was. And you do not go back under him at York. Like it's no. absolutely mad to do that. But I guess the one thing in Mr. Popcorn and Black Fantasy, they're the only two horses that didn't go around in that. So if that mm. is a poor form reference, BJ, which yeah. I don't know if it is, um, they're the two points of difference. Should both be on speed as well. Should the track yeah. be favouring those on pace? Should get a pretty good indication. You reckon here. they're going to go forward, Mr. Popcorn? I was weighing that up last night, actually. Mid-race mid move. I don't think it jumps that well. No, because yeah. they were pretty happy where they were at yeah. York. Could Prior also just start, they went to the breeze. And Benny Owen yeah. seems like to me like a trainer who changes his tactics for the 
pattern of the day. Like I actually really like it. He went forward on interstate the other day. He doesn't but, mind having to go, Benny. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't mind that. So I think they will uh, maybe even decide on the day. I reckon a big improver could be blazing away, Harrow. So look out. Blazing away just is about re- flying. Just about ready to. Yeah, blazing to- away is flying. I just just don't know if it outsprints some of these with normal luck, but it's it's flying. It's going to keep it's flying. Up. Yeah. yeah. So what are we doing, punt wise? Pistol. Yeah, I thought it was a really trappy race. So I'm going to have you know a dollar fifty on Mister Popcorn, and if it salutes, well, you know, back triple figure winner. And if it doesn't, well, it's like well, who cares? I haven't <laughs> lost. What a great attitude. Dan. Um, yeah, Casino Seventeen is just a kind of like a. It feels like a trappy sort of horse here, because obviously, what well, I'm guessing they were aiming at a railway as well. But now it's having to race over. Of course, yes. We forgot, oh, yeah. we forgot to mention that it's E1 on the railway. Yeah. So yep. yeah. So if by some way it gets around the railway, then it'll come out of here. So. Yeah, but it, its last run was the eighteen hundred. I think they thought, "Hey, we can go to a railway here," and the owners have probably said, "Yeah, let's yeah. go to the railway." I bet you Grant and Alana on their way to a million dollar Perth Cup would prefer this race. Mm. That's that's my feel. So I think this is where it was meant to be. The railway's like, a, "Hang on, we want to go to the, the owners." Are like, we want to go to a railway, which fair enough, as you would say. So. Um, yeah, that's that's my feel. So yeah. I, I was two twenty casino seventeen eleven. Be optimistic. The way the market's shaping, I might end up just saving casino and I'll back my horse for a result yeah. and hope for the best. Yeah, I, I imagine another Chino is going to get spat out in the market again. I reckon he's just a really good stayer. He'll. By the way, that was my guess for your yeah. tip. Yeah, yeah, that would have been my guess. Yeah. So he's just going to get. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of support for him. To, and we're probably going to get seven, eight, nine dollars again, and that'll do another Chino each way. Would you say he's honest? Mate, he's better than honest. Yeah. Does he tell yeah. lies? Sorry? Does he tell lies? Rarely, yeah. rarely. A bit like Evelina. Small nose. Yeah, yeah she doesn't tell lies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so, yeah, these horses just working their way through the uh, Perth Cup lead-ups. I think, what have we got next? Uh, Towton Cup and then an ATA and then we're rolling into the big $1 million Perth Cup. Woo! Hopefully two miles soon. James Oldring's on board, so look out. <laughs> Race six is the Carbine Club of WA Stakes. Actually, I'm going to. I'm just going to. After I leave here, I'm going to draw up a two-mile Perth Cup program. That's going to be my job yeah. for the afternoon, and I'm going to just email it to to whoever wants to have a look at it. Just yeah. CC everyone in the world. Yeah, just every email address you can. I think people are waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. They, they have been. They have been. Yeah, yeah. Anxiously yeah. waiting for for it to drop. It'll suit Mr. Popcorn. So Benny Arnold, we can. Mate, mate, I'm telling you, if you if you get beaten the 2500 meter Perth Cup on Be Optimistic, it's only because it wasn't two miles. So. Yeah, oh, um, I actually think Perth <laughs> best journey is 1800. So I don't think we'll see that. Well, funny you say that because I heard Luke Fernie on the wireless this week, mm. and he's basically said that uh, Be Optimistic, Northly Stakes, here we mm. come, Group One, 1.5. I'm all for it. Way for age, 80 Raider. I love it. 100. percent I'm all for that. Yeah, just, yeah, just want to be in a Group One. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who knows, mate? Truly great when I when it wait for age when it was nowhere near its uh, nowhere near its spot. But yeah, be optimistic's a pretty similar horse. So. Yeah, very. <laughs> the, the, the progression. I love when Pete tries to hold it in sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the trajectory is oh, sort of uh, yeah. It's oh, I love it. It's uncanny. Look, Luke dreamed with Ripcord last week. He dreams with a few of them. And they've they've got up. So uh, I think we're all majorly smallish owners in that one. So it's yeah, it's good fun. I'd be I'd definitely be happy with that. Luke's got us with that horse. It's fascinating. We're on third in the Oaks, third in the Magic Millions. We won a Kalgoorlie Cup. We yeah, he's, he's, we've had some we've had some really good fun. And I think um, yeah, I think Clint suits a horse really well now too. So yeah, Northley's over. All aboard. Zaki's going home. <laughs> <laughs> Walking. <laughs> 
Annabelle Nation rang up Luke yeah. Penny during the week, make sure uh, <laughs> if there's any way they can get the optimistic to scratch. <laughs> <laughs> We've decided on a 50-50 prize money uh, deal with uh, with Zaki. So. Oh. Uh, race six is the Carbon Club of WA Stakes, also known as the Adam Durant Benefit. This race, I think he's won uh, six of the last – 13 or 14, a Durant. So this is a listed 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties, basically a railway stakes consolation. Terry mentioned earlier that- Kinzo? Uh, plenty, yeah. Won it last year as well with Minx Moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's cleaned up. This race has been um, very kind to him. But, yeah, there's a- Let's go advance an emergency. The railway goes around here. Magnificent Andy, a little bit stiff in the Peters last uh, last Sunday on the quick backup in the race that uh, SJ Miller targeted. He even said that if he won the Peters last Sunday that they'd be going to this race rather than the railway. So, interesting. So that was madness. interesting. And, uh, yeah, a couple of um, – and the return of a horse with – I don't know, just seems like he's got oodles and oodles ability, vast art, and, of course, the uh, – Speaking of Adam Durant, the Belmont Oaks, Belmont Classic, double winning mare, it's closing in. Not a bad carbon club, Pete. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, those two horses you just mentioned, the the first up horses there, the way that I've gone here, Vast Start and it's closing in, I thought the trials were both above average for both. That's exactly what I would have wanted to see. Both should map, re- well, ideally. Um, Magnificent Andy, I just don't think there's any real price there. I've got about the same price. Skinny, eh? Yeah, oh, maybe like a touch longer. What, $4, closer to 4 I would want for, for Mag Andy. Um, the other two, I've just got slightly shorter. So, yeah, it's not a huge confidence race. It's more just like tinkering with a few of the numbers at this mm-hmm. stage, and that could change late. So, yeah, look, horses like Pompeii, obviously, he's been going around for ages, and, you know, at his best, he probably can give this a shake, but- Again, you're sort of looking at some of the prices and I think Vast Start's got more more untapped ability. Same with its closing in. I think they're the two that can probably elevate. Yeah, they've got the high ceilings, those yeah. two. I like the fact they're big screens in this race too. Yeah. Yeah. Terry? Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Like you can just attack this so many ways. You go, all right, Vast Start's the best horse or it's closing in. That for Those form lines from Belmont, I think they're probably the weakest form lines, but does it have upside? I worry that the trial was like three and a half weeks ago. I don't – I know that happens with the Durant Yard a fair bit. There's gaps from the trial and the race, but I always worry about that to some degree. Um, Interesting whether they're going to be able to get her ready in time for a Perth Cup. So – yeah, she'd have to go into it probably third or fourth up. You'd yeah, think, I suppose doing yeah. a quick mouth. Yeah. So yeah, but you'd, you'd think that is a, a shortened prep yeah. um, if that's where they're going, which I'd imagine they would be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can just attack this so many different ways. Magnificent Andy feels like. Do you know how the horse feels like the yeah. winner? Yeah. Um, I'm the same. I was three eighty, so yeah. Pete or three seventy or something like that. So very close with Peter. I'd love to not lose on Magnificent Andy. I don't want to see it win and go. Geez, I thought that was going to happen. But you know, if you go, do you know how many battles Andy and Let's Gallivant have had in the last couple of months? If you go back through all of them, very similar weights to this. There's just nothing in it. Yeah. They're the same horse, and you'd <laughs> think that Chris is going to be on the back of big screen here. Andy's a little query. Who goes to the breeze? Who does he end up stalking in the breeze? Does he do it himself? Is it Pompeii that ends there by default, even though I know they want cover on Pompeii? I thought, I thought they might chance their arm a bit with Titan Blinders and go forward. I think chance? they did that in the Bunbury Classic we were in with Hal when Hal had ability. And um, <laughs> I think their plan was not to do that again after that. So that's why I thought maybe not. But yeah, potentially. Western, Western Temple as well. They could look at it if it's playing on speed. Um, it's it's fascinating. But look, I yeah. the horse, the only one horse, I agree with all this market. It's all pretty much where I'm at. Um, as I said, I don't want to lose an Andy, but the horse that's above my price is big screen. That's the one that keeps um, – that I keep coming back to. It, it hasn't had 
had a suitable setup this prep, like two starts ago. Um, it had to cross run to fair run. They went about 10 lengths quick on the bench to the turn. Uh, carried the weight that day. And then um, a week or two ago, it's raced against uh, Desenay with the 62 kilos. Gave a nice kick, ran fourth. Um, but it's traditionally not a horse that carries weight all that well either. So this is a soft lead. There won't be any challenges for the top. It's pet distance is 1,400. Loves it. Loves the Ascot So it's back to the Ascot 1,400. It's going to be a really hot day, which we think will suit those closer to the speed at this point in time. Um, and if you go back to big screens best two runs at the end of last prep um when basically carrying the same weight as the velvet queen the velvet queen that was over a mile so not its best trip the velvet queen took the entirety of the straight to get to it on both occasions Twice. so yep. um so yeah I, I i really like the setup for the, the likely leader and this is what we sometimes look for at ascot he can come up with or oh, vast art this a bit worried about vast art barry matters by the way um, it's closing in Belmont form. River Rubicon too far back. Andy and Gallivant look like great maps. Pompeii, I think it's to the well one too many times is my feel. Mm -hmm. Billy Ray's flying, but can it sprint past a lot of these? So take luck out of the equation, maybe back one each way that will lead for you and give a kick. I'm with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you pick that? No, I did not Genu pick Genuine that. surprise <laughs> from the gurus. Oh, big screen. Straight the front, roll along, 55, give a kick. I bet you it runs top three. Top three for sure. It'll it'll either win or get just get collared late. It's it's going real good, big screen. So um, I like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm especially especially if it. conditions are suitable on the day. Pistol, we'll check in with you. Mm. Get our mid meeting report card from the great man, and then if it's got big screen vibes, then look out. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I would have loved Andy and Gallivant to draw a little stickier. so they don't just they're not right in your toe ball. You know? Yeah. 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 But um, look, the Velvet Queen was in this race. In the form it was in last prep, it'd be close to favourite. Probably would be favourite, actually. Mm. I just and think, um, it yeah. took, yeah, it yeah. took big screen the entirety, uh, took it the entirety of the straight to get past it in mile. So, yeah, I, I feel like uh, he's if ridden correctly, he can bust open your vast starts and it closing. It's closing I'd love in first to see up, busted open, yeah, and uh, make it real hard for it. Like your river, river Rubicons of those horses, Billy Ray's that get back and run on. So, uh, yeah, all right, that's my, this is my result for the day. I reckon. Screen? Yeah, big screen. Big I needed screen. someone else to get around me. I saw Mickey Heaton's tipped it as well online. So, yeah, this is this is the one. I'm getting around big screen. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, the universe picks up what you put out. Yeah. Suddenly what does um, – yeah, whatever I said before. <laughs> universe. Yes. Oh, shit. Just kick the table. Okay. I'm excited. Wheaton's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. All right, we're heading towards the big ones, punters. Race seven, the, actually, did we get Pete's? What did you, what, what was your final word on Mr. the carbine? Oh, uh, look, I'm, I'm, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I, I've got slight overlays and fast start and it's closing in um, and I've got big screen marked 15.5 on the dot. Oh, that's a bit harsh. So. I thought you would have marked your always favourite. Well. Jeez, I tell you what, I don't reckon it's completely impossible. <laughs> so, like, like, Tommy Berry. Uh, yeah. Our man. Yeah. Is yeah. he our man? I don't know. Tell you what, the reserve will go up to about 4 million if it wins this. 
Uh, going once. Going twice. <laughs> All right. The WA, what is it? Sky Racing. Ah. WA Guineas, Group 2, half a million dollars. Uh, it's the big mile race. For Why didn't they name this one after us? Yes, good point. I'll yeah. take it up with management. Mm. Uh, this is just a great race. It, all, it always is. There's always, there's always a good horse to emerge from the Guineas. And we've got two star fillies, Super Spink, Keshi Boom, Coming into this race and the boys, who's, who's the best of them, Pete? A lot of good man, investment strategy out in front, rope them in, zip away, just park behind them, or is it horse on the way up by the name of Autumn Rebel Pestle? Yeah, I, I'm actually with the boys this year, which is- Oh, the boys are back in town. The boys. I, I loved Zipaway's first up run. Yep. He's just been jumping over every hurdle. His run last start was enormous against the pattern and Big. he gets gate four here, so. I haven't heard anything about its last run. There's been no commentary on it publicly or Neville hasn't said anything about it. Like I just, I would just like if I heard something. Been very tight-lipped about it, hasn't yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Neville will have a crack at the punters as well if they get this one wrong. Um <laughs> But, I mean, like, we don't have a ceiling on a horse like a lot of good men. Has it got a run at any of its last three starts? No, a lot of good men has just been continually luckless this entire prep. But uh, from nine, it's might be a similar story. Yeah. Interesting. They could even, I don't know, feels like on a day you just get a rush of blood and they just thought, let's go forward today or something, you know. Bang. Yeah. What What was it last year that went around in it? A few good men? A lot of Kingsmen. A lot of Kingsmen. No, mm. all the, all all the, the Kingsmen. Kingsmen. Yeah, Ponoff and Trevor as well. All the oh, humpty yeah. Dumpty. Yeah. Yeah. But even like D-Max pair, Autumn Rebel and, and Massimune, I think. Like Massimune's had excuses who? all four starts this prep. And Who was the- It's Aza. Aza. That's running today. Uh, Jamie Carwin on Aza at a million to one and improved it out of sight. Yeah. We, yeah. I think one thing we need to be wary of as, as punters and, and creating markets is- these are good jocks coming across, you know. We're not. Oh, imagine yeah. that was Pike on Massamune, right? And Jamie Carr's probably at a similar level to Pike. I, I'm not going to try and compare them. Horses, I don't watch horses love, just love her. Mm. Love but her. I bet you that would say $17 if that was W Pike. And I don't think that Carr's inferior. You know what I mean? I, I think that the markets maybe, I think like in Burnbrae in the first with Tom mm. Berry, I think the markets aren't f- probably going heavily enough. Like they're heavily towards William Pike. They're heavily towards, well, Clint to a degree and Chris to a degree. But they're not. And they've not come as heavily for um, for Carr and Berry, I think, on a few occasions. Yeah. But look out, ruling down. The speed map is the first thing I wanted to discuss uh, with you guys. Everyone's got investment strategy leading. It's not quick early. Like, do you realize that there's if something shows the right intent, and I've seen the winkers are off rope them in, which I'm hoping means well, I don't really care what they do with rope them in, uh, but <laughs> they should be going forward in my mind. Um, but uh, watch investment strategies last couple. It doesn't necessarily step that well. So when you're drawing inside, that could be a real negative if something gets in front of you or you have like to muscle five up. Or a, yeah, a five down. All, all, all it takes is the horse one outside of you, a Cosmic Crusader, to step better than you and go straight to the fence. Like it doesn't that, – that, that still might be through the fence. Cross, cross you straight away. Exactly yeah. right. Cross you straight away. So, I mean, in its favour is that Cosmic Crusader and who's drawn barrier three? Super Smink. And I think Chris will be more determined to let Smink come out at her own pace, which I hope he doesn't do – go over the top and do it to a detriment and end up four pairs back in no man's land or yeah. something. But, um, yeah, fascinating in that sense. Otherwise, investment strategy to me, if it was playing on on pace, would really make sense. But if it is playing on pace, then those horses we mentioned, five down. Um, rope them in. Rope them in. Surely if it's playing in that particular manner, they're going to show more intent. That's the thing. And if it isn't playing in that particular manner, they probably won't show the intent investment strategy will get there. But do you want to be there? So that's a bit of a um, poison chalice. 
have no idea. <laughs> I thought, Long I thought, story I thought, short, I thought, I've got I thought, no idea. I thought investment strategy was real strong mm. at the end of 1400 the other day. Uh, it was pulling away from him again on the line. And oh, I think he's, uh, from what I saw, his sexuals were good, went quick early. So he's um, he's not out of this, especially I, if conditions suit. The reason I'm talking so much about it and about the map is I that's the way I wanted to sort of be, I think, each way. But that's how I talked myself out of it. So I'm, I'm probably not going to be with investment strategy. Um, but just from a speed map point of view, if in doubt, you've got all these horses, sit, 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 sit. Jeez, a good tough bugger at Ascot from the top. They're hard to get past. I reckon the best boy is Autumn Rebel. I think he should have won the zip away race two yes. starts ago, and then he came from the impossible in a midweek fifteen hundred meter maiden, and gobbled him up late. Uh, just depends whether he's going to get the map and conditions to suit on the day. But in time, he's going to be a super horse. Or Dmax got himself a good one here, or yeah. the rebel. If they're making ground, that's who I'm going to back. Yeah. If yeah. they're not making ground, I probably won't. Uh, Pete, I love your. You've been looking on from afar, but give me your take in the clash between the Phillies, the the, the clash within the clash, Super Smink versus Keshi Boom. So I thought Super Smink was almost certainly a flat run second up just because in the first up run, that was the biggest last 600 metre exertion we've seen from her and that was first up. Um, so look, it just had to be a flat run last start. Keshi Boom, there's obviously been whispers about her what her constitution, so to speak, and you know how is she going to go on the quick backup and so forth. They're just at the price. I mean, yeah, they can both win. Great, but you're not getting a price on either of them. But, but compare the two of them. Um, Sounds like that insurance ad. Yeah. <laughs> compare, compare the pair. The meerkat. <laughs> <laughs> are we all making oh, – I started making a superannuation. Anyway, you know what the best super fund is? Investing in WA racing. Well, <laughs> um, I, I do have a small query about Super Smink over a mile. Like, I mean, has, nothing has to be a query because yeah, she hasn't no, done it yet. Yeah, and nothing really suggests that in terms of the sectional splits. But again, slowly run races. You know, this will probably be more genuine. Um, you know, a Super One filly. I don't know. Just doesn't scream mile to me. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's really off, off nothing. Um, no, that's that's fair though. And you're looking, the price is just not there. Yeah, really, there, there is, is there like, is no price there. I mean, yeah. If she wins, great. If Keshi mm. Boom wins, great. But Keshi offered. Yeah. Did you hear Pikey after the race last week? He said that was her at her absolute best, and it was a hard run in a hot day. It was hot last week. I think it was hot. It was a hard run um, mile race as well as BJ alluded to earlier. Like I, yeah, I don't doubt Grant Nalana and and getting her right for this, but that has to come into – that has to be factored into it too. Like Keshi Boone was a better run than Smink when they last met, but A, Smink's been aimed – just purely talking about these two horses. Yep. Smink's been solely aimed at that, and I love that from Danny as well. He knows how to get him right for the big races, not just Grant and Lana. Um, he, like, he skipped a $300,000 race last week for this, thing, and this is it. This is the one. Um, and B, you've obviously got that weight swing as well in Smink's favour. So, um, yeah. Just just the market's right, I think, to yeah. be honest with you. I think Autumn Rebel, if they're making ground, deserves to come into closer to 10. But I think with the thickness of this market and the fact that these have to stay heavy in, like yeah. the one that's big unders at the moment is rope them in. That'll start 70 to 1 instead of 20. Um, what else? Cosmic Crusader will drift from that price. But nothing else is that short or unders. Like they're – yeah, so it'll be fascinating getting these 14 horses from 125% to 100% late. Yeah, so the uh, – I mean, the Phillies – we've spoken about this before on the show, Pete, but the Phillies program is brutal. Oh, yeah. It? You know, so uh, I think the – I think it was first up Belgravia for Smink 10 days into uh, a Burgess Queen and it's just – and then you got to go 
11 days into a Champion Phillies and seven days in, into a Guineas. Like we speak about it every year. Then surely there, there can be some mechanisms for, for change there to make because you don't want your good Phillies missing the Champion Phillies because no. it detracts from the race and you want your good Phillies in the WA Guineas as well. So you need to be – we need to lift these races up, not – not restrict people to certain pathways because it's just you have to have such a – I think the only filly that was able to really handle it and is robust enough to do it was um, Arcadia Queen. And yeah. She was a monster. And look, so. Amelia's jewel. But, I mean, they also both – and this is like going back a couple of weeks, but they both lost to Burgess Queen. So you almost have to sacrifice that earlier but on. But Amelia's missed the champion fillies as yeah. well, whereas yeah. Arcadia Queen went champion fillies, guineas, northerly, which is what uh, – Keshi Booms attempting yeah. to do. So, so look, I don't think she's Arcadia Queen. Yeah. No. Um, telling comments from Pike. Telling. Yeah. Really? Thought. I just thought he was just answering the question because the question was like, gee, she's, she won like basically she won. Oh, because Darren, she, if you listen to the call, Darren says she a leg in the air. in the reins yeah. or whatever and Pike's like, no, that's that's the best she had. Yeah. He's run second, Miss Rockjoy. And, so, and if you look at yeah. the, the, the the section, she, I don't think she could have gone any quicker, could she yeah. be? Oh, no, 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 not no. really. She was, like, maxed, so, she was yeah. maxed out late. Um, and also, it was a beautiful race shape for her. Landed a great spot, and the, everything the, everything, the, went, everything right. went right for yep. her. So no, that's what I'm saying. I just think that was her very best. Maybe maybe Smink improves off that second up run. So. Yeah, I, I just but in saying that, I'm, I'm sort of like 340 versus 380. I'm nowhere near any of these prices. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, there's just nothing there from a bet point of view. I'm four dollars forty zip away. Fill your boots, bunners. And boots. Uh, I'm single figures Autumn Rebel as well. So they're, they're clearly the two I'm building my the boys betting are back around. In town. Yeah. The boys are back the in push, town. The boys. Yeah. S G I O. Go, Peter, go. Okay. Far out. I, I really like it's been established by the fellas here that the, the two fillies are maxed out price wise. There's no meat on the bone there. But for me, the best boy is Autumn Rebel, and I reckon he's a massive threat, massive threat. So that's the way I'm, I'll be. I'll be definitely having something on Autumn yeah. Rebel. Clint knows him now as well. But I'll be. I'll be, I backed him first, I'll be cheer, I backed him cheering first my heart, heart out for Super Smooth. Don't worry about that. Went down by a lip. Yeah. Uh, it's been a good race over the years, isn't it? Just looking through the honour roll. Playing God won this race in 2010. I think he's got about three or four sons and daughters in this mm. oh, sons in this race as well so we're all um, sons uh, yeah just been some great great names winning the WA Guineas including the mighty Amelia's Jewel question Pete yes what did you think of Amelia's Jewel's run in the uh, Golden Eagle uh, yeah I mean this is the other problem with that that race day it was very hard to, to win when you're like outside lane so you had to be hard on the fence and it was just a car crash, wasn't it? It's staying, yeah. Yeah. It was a car crash. That's so. Great. Yeah. But, yeah, luckily for us, it, it sounds as though that she might be back racing, uh, being targeting a quokka oh. in uh, in the new year. So we thought that we'd probably never get to see a race in WA again, but we may still get that opportunity. So that is exciting. Yeah, All right. For the barrier draw. <laughs> <laughs> race eight. The big one, the group one, $1.5 million Furphy Railway Stakes over the famous Ascot 1600 metres. Tuvalu brings some real East Coast class to this race. He's our top weight and uh, a group one winner in his own right. I think he won a Turak, didn't he, Tuvalu? He did. Won a Turak. So Sounds like how you'd say goodbye to your nana, doesn't it? Lizzie Smith and <laughs> Jamie Carr. We've got... Also, East Coast representation from Roots, Chris Waller and Tommy Berry. And forgot you, the uh, the 
Busseton, is it Busseton? Yeah. Busseton, training partnership, and uh, Daniel Moore, lightweight jockey from Melbourne. He's come over to ride the 53 mm. kgs in the railway. But we'll pose a question to you, Terry. Is it all over? Should they bother turning up? Is it all over? Is it all over? Well, Maricino. We, sp- we spoke about this last week when we said, talking about the RJ Peters, about Elsefina, if she runs a certain race, the railway could be all over. So is it? Oh, no. Nah. No, nah, I don't think so. Um, no, nah, she's my favourite. But um, And there was some 750 after final field. Yeah, I did see that. So I was random. sure that yeah, like she was suddenly second favourite and then yeah. all of a sudden, no, she's favourite again. So No, nah, yeah. it was very random. So, so I'm, yeah, happily got a very little bit of that and it'll make it a little profitable race. But uh, um, no, I definitely beat. She hasn't. She didn't get past Maricino first up. She didn't get past Mojo Rhythm. She was, a, she was a really good run. Like she's doing everything right, but- I don't think she's a superstar like some of the previous winners of this race, but she can definitely win this. She just needs the right uh, the right, you know, the right running transit, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy with the 750. I think her current price is about right though. So yeah, deserves favoritism. Um, but I'm I've been saying the whole way along, and if you look at all of our lead-ups, Maricino won with 61, uh, Mojo Rhythm won as a 22 raider. Um <laughs> who won that? Carly's Karma was real good. Yeah. Uh, won that race. Valor Road, who's not going here, won one of the other lead-up races. So I- Carly's um, won the Asian Bow, Valor Road won the Listia. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I worry, I've just been a little bit worried about um, our form the whole way through. So Sorry, I, Carly's uh, won the Eurythmic, my bad. Yes. Yep. So I'm just a little, um, I've always been very wary um, of how good the East of State horses may be, and that's not my area. So it's a hard race for me to do properly, but I, uh, I respect um, the profile of a horse like Roots, what it's coming out of. Just got the visitor's draw, and I uh, respect more than anything probably the speed map for Tuvalu, who I think Pete can tell us a lot more about than I can. Yeah, I, I don't think the speed map is absolutely foolproof for Tuvalu because I suspect they're going to try and let Maricino cross and then do they, pop up to the question. outside. or. Yep. I think that's probably going to be plan A. And but then you've I got mean, Comfort Me and Massimo who will come across yeah. and try to be there or thereabouts, last of the line, probably on speed. Is Tuvalu, so I went through a lot of its races. That, that's not like an out-and-out out leader. It's not it doesn't have to, yeah. They, they're, they're happier to get a little bit of cover if possible. It, it's a second, third and running horse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They'll take so up the lead. Your, it can lead. Is your yeah. expectation yeah. that Maricino will find the fence? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. Hang on. What's that? Game over. Everyone else getting great shot vibes. And Jamie Carr is going to pop out. And Craig vibes. One off, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> getting the vibes. Let's give you there a it is there. There's a, give you a there stat. It is the painting up here there in the Jamie's lounge. Jeez, that was a good art. Good horse. I was about to say. I know. We're going to be saying, Imagine how did Al Safina not get past Maricino? Wow. Peter. Yes. BJ, here's a statistic for you. Maricino's gone around 50 times. I haven't got this in front of me, so I'm doing this from memory. This could be wrong. Maricino's gone around 50 times, right? 14 times written by Troy Turner, Chris Parnham, William Pike. It's won 11 of those 14, right? The three losses were a Group 1 Australian Cup. Once it was fresh, went super for Turner um, with cover midfield. And on the other occasion, it ran second at weight for age, beating Elite Prince Turbo. Um, 36 goes without those three hoops, two wins. It's just a, it seems to be just a horse that goes for certain jockeys and goes significantly better for it. its record in the last 
10 starts in Western Australia is just wild. Yeah. It's two for two with Chris Parnham on board. Watch, and this might be me looking too far into it. Like, this is deep shit. But watch <laughs> watch how well it goes. And even Troy Turner, who's not a renowned left-hand whip jock, watch how well it goes when hit with the stick in the left hand. I think it really responds to a left-hand whip rider. And I know that's that's looking at this deeply, but I, I think Chris Parnham's probably the best left-hand whip rider, probably along with his brother Brad in WA. Um Geez, I just yeah, it gets three kilos on Maricino. Ah, Alsafina for their run. Um, two starts ago. So a bit like in the big screen mentality, a lot of horses behind that I could a bit, I, that appeal to me. But look, I've got Maricino about ten bucks and it's gonna be near twenty. So I love something on. I actually don't like the race at all. I sound like I do, but I don't. Can't win, can't lose. Yeah. Pete? Oh look, I mean, I'm sort of reaching a little bit with Tuvalu because I know our Vic guys, uh Chiriota, Jackson, Oldham who's been watching this horse parade, he just keeps saying every time, uh, there's more to come. They're just aiming at Perth. Um, and that's despite the fact that that run to Alligator Blood- In the Underwood? It was just enormous. Yeah. Like, mm. frankly enormous. Alligator Blood's at a new level, this preparation, going fantastically. If Alligator Blood was in this race, he's $1.40. With the weight, with that weight? It, like, I even, even with the weight. He's just, you know, it's just one of those where it's just like, they're just better. I like that. I think that's really good information there, Pete. I'm yeah. I'm going to save Tuvalu. I think on that alone. I think I, I really like the speed map. I've I've thought the Eastern States horse the best, and that's that's very good stuff. So so I mean yeah. that that's probably about it. Last time, you know, he's been knocked off by half a length behind Prowess and Antino. The, the race shape was just kind of weird. It was just an even tempo at the Valley. They're just sort of hacking along. Didn't quite get it right. That the start before um, that, yeah, like I said, that Underwood run, and even going back before that, the run behind Pinstriped and in the fan, yeah, yeah that was and, good, yeah. and even first up behind Mister Brightside, and like not forgetting last spring, um, he's run second again to Alligator Blood on Champions Day over the mile. Mm-hmm. Like again, that forms just it's just better. He would have to significantly drop off, I think, to not be a real genuine contender here. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty convinced Alsafina is peaking on Saturday as well. Oh. It's just whether or not does she have the same PB in her because she'll need a new PB to mm-hmm. win this. Yeah. No, I think- I And we're not getting the price I think she's a- uh, Oh, here we go. Moral. Oh, oh. dear. Woo. She was carrying 53. Now she's got 59, BJ. <laughs> Poor horse. Moral. You know what? I, I hope, to be honest, I hope you're right. I'm, yeah, I'll cop that. Yeah, I think uh, I've seen enough in her. Yep. Seen- I thought I thought her first up run behind Mary Chena was outstanding under the circumstances. Had never copped a tempo like that previously. Handled it well and just ran into a fire breathing Mary mm. on a leader's day, and it happens. If Mary Chena gets hold Jeez. of you, you do know, know what Turner didn't even do that day. Didn't even put the stick in the left hand. Well, that's, oh, wait, well, that's worth six. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. So uh, for her to to. Uh, that was her first run since mm. January as well, I think it was. So she had a long time off. Uh, like, like uh, Sorry, guys, but last Saturday was a glorified barrier trial. That's all oh, it was. Mm. That's all it was. And oh, is it, that what you meant? Oh, okay, I understand. Just an absolute glorified barrier trial. This is good, by the way. BJ's sitting upright and he's passionate about this. Yeah. I really like this. And it's like – and I, Pike was, would have been giggling the way that she hit the line the other day without – you know, without breaking a sweat. Uh, Pikey, he still would have been dirty for not winning. Drop six kilos, shades on, uh, quick backup, love the draw. Like, unless it's mad leaders on Saturday, I just think she just got, she's too good for him. I think it's just uh, like set it. for this race, gets the right handicap, gets a good setup, gets a good draw, 
ticks all the boxes for me. I think I think good luck beating her. What do you think the market does? I think that's the most intriguing part of this. Yeah, Data says she wobbles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm planning on backing Tuvalu at 9 a.m. with the hope that our Safina drifts backing her late. With a supported horse? I think so, yeah. I, I think more than likely on balance it's going to be on pace. I think that's the horse they come for. I think Roots has to get spat, spat out. It just <laughs> well, doesn't quick. have a conclusive firm track profile, bad map, all that sort of thing. Very quickly, Carly's 12 has to probably drift. I would say so, but yep. profile as well, I think. Yep. But uh, forgot you, 15, 16 will only drift. Yep. Bustler, 11, probably holds because of the gate, maybe 13, 14. Fifth, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll come back to Alsafina. Tricks will probably hold about the mid-20s. Roots, because of the way the track, potentially if the track's not allowing to make much ground despite the profile, might have to drift. But it's it's one I don't know what will happen in the yeah. market with. Uh, it's last run with Super. Dom to shoot shouldn't, but it probably will drift from the 20s. Comfort me from the gate will start 50s. It's currently 20s. Maricina will drift. I don't think there's any need to rush in and take any 17. Um, best part about not rushing in is if it, if it isn't and the fence does look a bit dodgy, we can just we can abandon. I can yeah. just save it and make our, our Safina the bed or whatnot. And Tuvalu, I don't know about. So that's where the market becomes fascinating. And will the late market know, or is there the ability to hold fire on the one you like and then take that price mm. late? I don't think the market knows a great deal at the moment. Mm. Knows more than me. And is, <laughs> is, is it because El Safina hasn't hit? Uh, ratings marker that would traditionally flag her as a railway stakes winner. Yeah, I, th I think so. Despite yeah. the fact that all the clues are sort of there that yeah. she is going to improve and peak there on Saturday, I think just in the grand scheme of the pure numbers at yeah. the end of the day, she just doesn't She's have a, it. She hasn't run a figure yet. Which yeah. isn't her fault. Yeah. I mean, she's just been racing a whole heap of slow tempo races yeah. outside of, I think, her debut. She had the chance first up to run that figure. She had a few runs yeah. against the Velvet Queen. She had, she's been given really good rides throughout her entire career. Like, I- I'm. I, I think with normal luck, she'll go very close. Um, yeah, but she's just. I, I think she needs the ten from Pikey. I think she needs yeah. a ten from Pikey. That's the big thing I think um, with her. Yeah, you know, and do you know what tends to happen? He tends to give her. A this tends tends to give but her also, a 10, so. you, you gotta. You can't. And, and no one does. But you just. I, I keep reminding myself. This stable, they're freaks. Oh yeah, they are incredible. Grant and Alana, what they are, what they have managed to do to turn their to bottom out and turn their operation around, and the way their horses are jumping, travelling, and hitting the line is wild at the moment. And the El Safina was just just travelled so sweetly for Pikey last Saturday with the tempo on in the clear. Uh, this is I don't know. Good luck. This is good luck. I love this. Good luck. They're just they're too good. They are too good. They're so good at what they do, uh, and this is just reeks of we've set it for one race, and, and this is it. Bang. I love it. Hope you're right. Well, unless Maricino holds it. Yeah, that's true. I've got a question. If Elsafina wins and Keshi Boom wins, who does Pike ride in the northerly? Uh, Keshi Boom, I think, just because of the record of the three-year-olds in the feature. That's what I thought. And because hey, I got futures with Keshi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would tend to agree. I yeah. think they just always, you know, you chance your arm. I remember back in Galaxy Star that year, and you know that didn't work out well for me. But what can you do? Okay, anything at double figures for the punt for the punters at home? Look, I really like the way Bustler's going. I think he's ready to peak as well. And look, if there's an inside bias, you know, I'd be looking at having something on him. Like um, a KC style win, like yeah, Northerly. yeah, the, the exactly. Hot Get the little Steve sucking around one. 
Um, Carly's Karma, as I said, is going super. I just, again, waiting for a slightly better price and Good you know, on. save on her. Good on your mate Summer as well. For She's backed in a plan for this race. Yeah. She's put the shades on. She's gone five weeks into it. People are questioning it. I just think nah, she had a plan. Perfect. She's- she knows his horse well. Like, like win, lose, or draw. Good enough for backing herself with the plan she has. Never so seen. Took a bit of the just before they announced final field. There was still 26s, 31s of those. So I took a tiny, so how, how so took a tiny bit of that. Yeah. How about the audacity just to whack the blinkers on as well? Yeah. Good. Well, it, she's obviously worked. I presume that she's done the work and the oh, blinkers yeah. and thinks it's a superior horse with them on. So this is this is the time. So always yeah. braids well as well. Like yep. she's just a, a monster of a horse. Um, yeah. You can't completely dismiss comfort me. I mean, he's nah. just got these bank of ratings that, like, he can run top four. Like, if he drifts out to 50s, 60s, you just have to throw him in your first four trifecta, all that sort of stuff. Because yeah. he'll be thereabouts if he gets any luck from the gate. Might even be Breeze. Yeah. Now, this is Nucky on Comfort Me, 1-1. One, one. Yeah. All day. He just yeah. He he finds a way, doesn't he? From <laughs> <those one bets. laughs> doesn't matter. Give him barrier <laughs> one, give him barrier 400, just and, lean. And look, he goes, they, challenge accepted, bank, 1-1. One, one. If they're making really good ground- Dom to shoot again, just Dom. profile so well for this. I'm glad you said that. Oh. Dom is my uh, Ruffy for this race. Yeah. So, my Maddie. Just, it's just its best runs. They will have a, a certain common denominator. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what we're But, he, but yeah. I mean, on its last run. He was so big the other day. Just massive. So big. Just massive, yeah. Yeah. Man, it's great. I, I wouldn't, yeah. There's certain people I spoke to. Um, who was it? Someone told me the Eastern States horse. Someone who's Scotty Embry, I think, was very against the Eastern States horses. Other people like I don't. I just don't know the Eastern States form, so it's not a race I can give you a definitive or don't strong know. opinion in. I really, I don't know them. Like that's that's the problem for me. But um, yeah, it's it's first of all you have to make the determination. Do you like to fancy the locals or the East horses? And if it's the East horses, do you go with the Map Tuvalu or do you go with Roots? And then if you fancy the locals, you sort of just like I've sort of done is I've just created a book with the locals and thought where is. Um, and then just taking the bookies prices and things I've heard and um, for the two Eastern States horses and, and and try to nut it all out. So, yeah, great, great horse race. The Velvet Queen last run was probably the big eye catcher yeah, as well. Um, and great to see the annual <laughs> the annual Chris Nickel booking on Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Doesn't get a ride in the, sta- in the city for months on end and he gets one in the group one again and um, it's actually going better than – I don't think it's been afforded the best of luck slash rides. So uh, I tell you what, I, don't, I actually don't mind that booking. And Search and Rocks maps a dream as well. And uh, yeah, so lots to uh, lots to unpack here, guys. Look, yeah, I, I've heard a bit of. I, I reckon you guys probably disagree with me, but I've heard a bit of commentary that, about the railway stakes and people are a bit a bit down on the race in general. Uh, I actually think this is a pretty decent railway. Mm. Uh, if you add the mayor's allowance on for El Safina and Velvet Queen and Search and Rocks, everything is a hundred or above from a ratings point of view, except for Mojo Rhythm, who won a winning you in race. Uh, I think last year, like a devoted was mid eighties and it was maybe E1 or trying to scramble into the field. So it's definitely been an uplift in the ratings, whether you feel like some of them are artificially high or not, that, that's what they are. Um, and, the railway has always been like every now and then you get a like a star or a champion. I was just going to say, but it's always been a race for the for the handicapped horses on yeah. the way up who are going to be your future stars. Northerly won a railway, but that was only his fifth start in a race. Yeah. Old Comrade won a railway, but he was a young up and coming horse coming through. You know, uh, so I think we feel like the the railway should be this great like Group One contest, but 
If you look at the Epsom, if you look at the mm. Doncaster, if you look at the Tura, if you look at the great mile races across Australia, they're not what they once were. And a lot of it has to do with the, especially here, the railway, the minimum being 53 kilos. The That's- minimum, the minimum weight compacts and because in group ones you have to give a 58 top weight it compacts the handicap so much that you don't have the great spreads which was such a fantastic which is why these great mile handicaps were so special on the calendar because they had these huge weight spreads and you could have a champion with 58 and you could get in on the minimum or whatever whatever it was at that particular time and you give yourself a chance because you got 10 or 12 Mm. kilos on it you know i um I reckon that's extremely well said, BJ. Like I, I, I reckon more than anyone, I'm probably guilty of exactly what you said. And I and I think you're right. This is just looking at the ratings of all the horses, this is a really good railway stakes. I think the reason that my natural go-to is to be like that is there isn't Galaxy Star, Arcadia Queen, uh, you know, there isn't or not that Arcadia Queen went to her. Right, but you know what I mean? There isn't the standout uh Western pin up, Empire pin up horse, horse or yeah. pin up horse on its yeah. way through. It's like cause it's Al Safina who we're all She's going to divide opinions to some degree, like, and I think that's the reason. But you're right. This is this is a great horse race. Like, this is a really, really, really good horse race. And um, yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm putting yeah. my hand up. I'm I'm guilty of what BJ just uh, just said. And I think that's an extremely good speech. Nothing so. further. I think those who do they have a round yeah. of is there a round of applause <laughs> button? Is there? Don't don't so can you give yourself you know, give yourself the button? Which one? The round of applause one. Uh, which one's that one? Oh, it's a self-trumpet. There yeah. we go. Hey, trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think if you if you think this is a glorified group too, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. You know, um, basically. But but you know what I'm saying, Pete? Like those yeah. the, the 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 creep up of the minimum weight has really affected handicaps, and I reckon it's taken a while. Even like the you know I think I think it's detracted a lot, but that's just the way it is. But what's happened is they don't. They want the top weights to stay the same, but the minimum keeps coming up. So make, A it makes a handicapper's job different, uh, difficult, and B it 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 doesn't it doesn't give as many threads and as many possibilities to the outcome because yeah. they don't have that weight spread. And we've seen some of those handicap races over East now become weight for age, which kind of just sucks. Yeah, like you know that's that's not interesting. Exactly, exactly. So anyway. Uh, looking forward to El Safina um, saluting in the, in the <laughs> railway and not making me look like a goose. Final word in the railway. Oh, look, I, I'm going to take a spot early on Tuvalu with the expectation that it's going to play on pace, but I'm I'm pretty malleable here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm making a few adjustments late. Um, it's not a race I feel like I've got – I don't think like I nailed it early. Um, yep. Yeah. No, that's well I, said. I think, I think Terry's banking on Lulu Chani giving the punters another clip. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm with Pete. I'm gonna, it's going to be a very low investment race. I've, I've played some futures with Al Safina. I had some Bustler a while ago yep. and something Carly's the other day. Horses I'm not convinced on at all, but um, I thought the prices were enough to have something on. And, yeah, if the track's okay for those anywhere near the speed, even if it's not, I'll probably have something Maricino. But I, I, I feel like it's not a race I should get too involved in. Yep. Listening to what Pete just said about Tuvalu, mm-hmm. that is one I already was considering saying on um, just with the way Ascot plays and those horses that land on speed um, from the east in railways have a very good record. And it's so Lindsay Smith. That is very it's, true. Yeah, it's not I reckon if Roots drew two or three, I'd either try and save both or leave them both, yeah. you know what I mean? But because maybe Roots is going to have to win a certain in a certain manner, um, yeah, that's the one I could yeah. have to take on at my detriment, I'm sure. Looking forward to it. All right. Jerry, what time is it? Pete, what time is it? Uh, one o'clock. Jeez, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Been here forever. Yeah. 
This is great podcasting. Pause. <laughs> Pause nut. Oh, I thought people were getting there eventually. <laughs> it was a Mexican standoff, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, Peter. Yes. What time is it? Time for the get out stakes, Terry. <laughs> is, that, is that what I'm saying? <laughs> it's time for the get out stakes, Terry. S-T-E-A-K. Oh, Moose Ramby Popular. Get Out Steaks is brought to you by Market City Meats, largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Located Cannonvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, absolute superstar, champion bloke. Swing past, say good day. Let Timmy know that you listen to the one one. He loves chatting WA racing, does our man Timmy Hewitt. Now, to enter the Get Out Steaks, remembering, what is it, Terry? It's a jackpot. 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 Two for the price of one. Uh, race nine at Ascot this Saturday. Um, if you want to enter the Get Out Stakes, of course, send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who you think will win and a decimal winning margin. And Pete, Sam White rule. We can't forget it. Indeed. Uh, raise your hand if you want to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You never fails to uh, surprise or impress me, Peter. Sam White rule, of course, is uh, first in best dressed. So, race nine. Um, oh, Tub touch, be better at life. Handicap. Brad Bet, shout out you to you. You got the touch. 66 plus, uh, 1200. And this race has, is jam packed. Uh, I think there were some pretty good horses who didn't get a run in this race uh, because, of, of course, that 72 plus 1200 was abandoned last Saturday and then abandoned again during the week. So there's been a, uh, a lot of those horses have, have been forced to go into this race, which has created. Bit of a mega ratings race to finish Railway Stakes that, Pete. Yeah, indeed. It's uh, it's a race that I just looks mental, the speed map. I mean, there's just horses everywhere that can come across and lead or try and take a sit or go back or, I mean, you really are hoping those wide, line, wide lanes are in play by the end here just to try and get one of these horses that can just sit back and try and go around them. But there's high variability here. Woo. Concur. Violed. What are we going to do with Hal? Uh, you reckon ride with a sit today, don't you? I think you probably have to. Like, even if the pattern says otherwise, you just yeah. need to see him show anything. If the pattern says on speed, this will be mental. If the pattern doesn't say on speed, a few of these might opt out. Next thing you know, yes. you get one of those soft little maps. Well, I did um, think that because Written Matter did win second eight uh, last year. Yeah. And I'll it was exactly what. like that. And it drew the same gate <laughs> yeah. it's got here and blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's going as well. And there's no, you'd think there's no way in God's green earth it's finding the fence. Yeah. That would be one of the wildest things of all time if it can cross Capricorn Man and nine others. Um, but yeah, if you're doing a quadrilla, this might be a wide leg. I, I actually, I actually really, really, really like one here, but it's still the emergency. So, um, mm. I, I'm by the way, saloon bars, BJ's tip. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think subscribers so, pay good money for that. Too. Yeah, <laughs> celebrity <laughs> prince. Um, I reckon's going super, and I I give horses uh, lengths when it's apprentice to senior, and at the moment there's no jockey booked. But both Clint and Jamie, oh, don't have rides, so I dare say if we get a scratching, um, it'll be Clint or Jamie that go on celebrity prince, and I reckon that just with this speed on it's it's one that's uh will be really suited so nine dollars ten dollars each way will will be my bet if it gets a run otherwise it'll be a strong uh evil uniform too so well that's the key yeah really isn't it yeah. so and that's the key yeah otherwise yeah leniency i think looks a little bit overs vitalized has been back this morning this is this is a cracking race looks a little bit yeah, overs. Isn't it? yeah yeah he's gold was absolutely crap 
Um, first up trial was anything. Category was, three must have yeah. issues, I think, with the gaps. Triple, triple, J from, triple J from the extreme. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the one that's going to have to win in a different manner. It's going to have to take a sit in a three-wide line, you'd think. Um, and it's still the one that's – it just looks under the odds on name. Yeah. To some degree. This is his hardest test. It's drawn 20 and – it's still mid threes in a capacity field with quite a few horses in good form. That, that feels like a a sticky price for me. Take on, take on Terry. I don't want. I don't like taking on two horses too vehemently, and I think it may be a better horse potentially with some cover. And the three wide line at this, you may be better off drawing 20, horse. twenty than one at this stage of the Beautiful day. Horse, yeah. But I just think the price is probably a bit thin. Yeah. Good race. Um, <laughs> Terry's already stolen my thunder. No, well, I, I did tip Saloon Bar on the show last week in the uh, in race nine, the get out stakes. It's probably a so, better setup. You reckon? Well, just because it's a bit further off the fence maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Still, no, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think he was jumping from – was he jumping from two, two last, last Saturday? Week, think, yeah. Yeah, so he's got six at the moment. Yeah, I've just got a lot of time for this horse. I reckon mm. he's on the, on the up. Um, big dodo. Doesn't really know what he's doing, just raw. So uh, I know he's four, but it's just he's just slow on the uptake. Is Saloon Bar? So once, as I said last week, once the penny drops with this horse, he's going to be serious, serious customer. So I like him with the speed on. He just needs that galloping room, clear air, and he'll he'll uh, make him sweat late for sure. What price is he? Seven six fifty. Okay. My feel is you'll see best laid just yeah, in the capacity yeah. field with, especially with Triple J Rear Admiral. They're two horses they love to back. So say they both hold their prices or firm a little or whatever. Um, it just means everything else will get out to something. This will be a yeah. This will be what there'll be wild prices. Yeah. Here. Like your Britain Matter might be a bet at one hundred and ten to one. Um, Vitalize might be a bet at forty five to one. Um, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of uh, backable prices, and if you're against those two, I suspect in particular, you, you might be looking at cricket score odds. And I think I think there's a Geraldton and Albany maybe midweek, and I don't think there's a suitable race next Saturday either. So uh, this is this this is going to it's hold. now or never. It's, it's going to hold together this field. So uh, um, yeah, whether celebrity prince gets a start or not but i just think that, that that a lot of them don't have anywhere else to go so mm. it's going to hold up and it's going to be a good capacity lineup to uh, end railway stakes day um so uh do we cover it all i was disappointed metal on uh wasn't able to run in the last last weekend geez that pattern was going to suit that horse did you see the, um was pike so, on last week yeah, yeah. yeah did you see the betting uh um did you see the betting in the last metallon was out the door Fascinating yeah. with PyCon. I, I was surprised by that. It wasn't wanted. Um, Rear Admiral was extremely well supported because it's often handy looking at who was – because the market will probably go or go against the same, same horses. It's funny. I was, I was in a sook. I haven't mentioned this, but I was in an absolute <laughs> mood, right? So I decided to go one of the biggest get-outs of all time. I backed his gold. 110 was my first bet on Betfair. It was $19 by the time I finished betting. <laughs> that was, I reckon I was the only person betting. <laughs> I just, I just kept going. I took every, just, every just, availability I just could. Just raging. And then I couldn't. Then we couldn't. I was like, "Where's the race? Where's the race?" <laughs> <laughs> I was in an absolute mood. I, yeah. Anyway, so probably do the same again on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Last words on the get out. Yeah, no idea. No, yeah. Scratchings. <laughs> if celebrity Prince. Yeah. Um, yeah, Celebrity Prince. Otherwise, just a roughy vitalized. Hella leniency. Hella. Hella Well. Well, he might be a price here, I'd suggest. 
Lucy, I've asked her to ride Halatorian 900 times. She's finally available for us. So, um, yeah, who knows? Set for the bluff lol. All right, let's uh, take a break. And when we come back, we'll have our best, our Maddies and our Lays for Railway Stakes Day. All right, we are back. We're in the home straight. It is now time for our best, our Maddies and our Lays for Railway Stakes Day. Pete, our guest, what is your best? My best overlay is zip away, but I feel like the best in terms of the overall form and the best setup is Bruce Almighty. So either way, nifty Neville Parnham. Don't let me down. Bruce. Bruce. Terry's best? Uh, well, in my bet fair write-up, I've got Casino 17 as a bit of a boring Barry, but just <laughs> just the enthusiasm and the vibe we got together off big screen, BJ. Let's go with let's go with race six, number go on. whatever it is, big screen. Yo! I hate people that are yells, by the way. I don't hate them. I'm just not a yell person. You're not a, a I just tried girl? to do one. I'm not a woo girl. I have seen that. <laughs> and I have seen that. I can't think of what it's from. Um, woo girls, woo girls, woo girls. Uh, scrubs, no. Um, how I, about your mother? How about your mother? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. My best, uh, of course, is the moral of the day. Nope. Elf Sabina oh. in the uh, railway stakes. Madness from... Pistol. I've got a couple of them throughout the cards. Um, high five you after Elsa Fina wins, BJ. I loved your passion. Real <laughs> commitment to passion. Man. Imagine if it was wearing cerise and white. What price would we get? Well, that's, yeah, it's funny. Um, it's funny. Cruise to victory in race two. I reckon I'll get, you know, 30s. Um, oh, I thought you said rolling down, but anyway. Yeah, well, you didn't say four. Uh, <laughs> there'll be a couple of two-year-olds that I'll back at 20 to one or more. Sunshine Tafe and Divine Beautiful. Uh, Mr. Popcorn at 100, maybe 500 on the fairway. I, I reckon you'll yeah. be getting closer to there. And uh, I heard that I heard that Pistol Pete might be managing Ben Owens Racing Stable. Keep it on the down low. Uh, race seven, a lot of good men. Autumn Rebel, I'll both get roughly. Oh, maybe not Autumn Rebel. That might be stretching a little bit, but I'm going to be playing around with Zip Away, the main result there. All three of those taking on the girls. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going through the card again. Full um, stop. <laughs> what, what was your question? Which Madness. one was uh, Be optimistic. It's 19.20 to um, race five. So, Casino 17 to win, but geez, I love how my girl went first up. Uh, what price do you think uh, Autumn Rebel will end up? $19.90. Choose a different one. You reckon? <laughs> no, just being a dickhead. <laughs> uh, uh, no, my eyes right. I found it. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I have a few tech, tech issues here, but mm. my Maddie is in the Scale Cup. Uh, number nine, Blazing Away, Harrow. Harrow, I ran into him before the Lucky Grey, just as they were loading in, and he tapped me on the shoulders, how much is late entry for the Perth Cup? I've missed the Perth Cup nominations. And I said, cool. well, it's your lucky day because I haven't taken them yet, Harrow. So uh, that's how excited he is mm. for uh, – trying to go back-to-back as well, Buster Bash, oh, Blazing yeah. Away. Mate, a horse is flying. It's just – yeah, I just you know what I, I just feel like in these good races it might just be a length off and keep putting yes. in those lovely efforts, being going running better than its SP. Um, but yeah, it loves a fast same. tempo that horse certainly does. Mm. All right, and what what are we what, how would, what are we trying to get beat here? Mm. There's a few. Um, I don't want to be saying you know the girls are like lays or anything like that because they're, they're short enough. Get in trouble they're, for they're not lays. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Triple J in the last. <laughs> uh, I think that's an easy one, though. So Pompey, that's six dollars. Easy one. I love how he drops that. That's an easy um, one. There was one more. Top of the pops, seven, and um, 
There was one more that I said. Oh, Diamond Sane, of course. <laughs> I stand with Brad. <laughs> Hashtag Pete stands with Brad. That's going to define my day. I'm going to find McManus after the first and be like, we both stand tall here. <laughs> Especially me, but also you. Uh, or, um, you know, I've been decimated after one staying race and that's me done. <laughs> oh, Pete, I always, always enjoy it. Um, I don't really. That's why I didn't put any lays up. There's just nothing there. Like Triple J, I'm about eight bucks, so it has to be Triple has J. Be but I don't, I don't like taking on horses that I really respect as well. But, yeah, just with the setup, I think it's a bit under the odds. Yeah, true. Uh, I'm heavy team Williams all day, but for something different, I'm going to take him on with Starry Heights in oh. race three. Uh, I think it can uh, – I think it'll – firm and it'll, it'll uh, be under the odds and it'll get rolled. So there you go. All right. Yeah, Pikey just have a little cider leading into the railway. So. Just, a, just a little warm-up. Yeah. So yeah, Silk's warm. It's different silks, actually. Yeah. Uh, railway Stakes Day. Pretty railway cool. Stakes Day. Done and dusted. Uh, thank you for sitting through all that. Well, thank you. Pistol, thank you. Pleasure as always. Indeed. Uh, the- what time are you getting there, Saturday? I'm still on Melbourne time, so I'll probably turn You're up. You're leaving? We're here now. Yeah, I'm here now. I reckon I'll turn up as soon as the gates open. I'll be there bright and early. Yeah. That's so impressive. Straight down to the trophy room, set up my 15 laptops. Take a photo. Yeah. This is living. Get my salmon bagel. Yeah. Um, smoked or cooked? Yeah, smoked. Smoked, yeah. Yeah. Cooked might be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I agree. Don't Green cheese? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah a little schmear. Yeah, schmear. Yeah. Um, red onion. Bit of, bit of rocket. Yeah. They actually used to serve it downstairs. I'm not making it myself. All right. Um, Very yeah. good time to wind her up. <laughs> could be, could be. BJ, looking forward to it. You out there all day? I'll be there. Wonderful. I'll get there for twelve thirty-one, I reckon. And uh, looking forward to it. Um, You'll be early. Setup looks brilliant. We're here at Ascot at the moment, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a cracking day. My favourite day of the year, I reckon, BJ. So uh, we'll lift day two of the pinnacles until next week on the one one. Oh.